Can I, do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound great. Yeah, I, I'm using fancy. my mic on. Oh yeah, I was going to say I'm using my mic on my um, headphones. I got a set of these AKG headphones, and uh, yeah, they seem to be pretty good. So I'm just going to share the live. Sure. Um, with uh, I'm in a group where it's just all stereo uh, mates. All my mates are that do stereo. We've got a. a, a facebook page in fact i might add you into it actually yeah please got do a face, fa- facebook chat it's just uh, do... basically it's called uh comedy cunts of, of stereo <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's basically 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 all they're all like comedians from over here like open micers basically um and we just all it's got like joe joe johnson in it and lewis and a couple of others That's um, awesome. and then we just say when we're going on on live and stuff so yeah, that word, uh, that is a, an affectionate word in your country. It is not. Here. Yes, yes. I uh, know it really isn't in your country, no. <laughs> or Australia. Australia Australia use it like so casually. Yeah, that's our so second casually. most offensive word in this country. Yeah, I could imagine. And could we imagine. all know what the first one is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, we, we use it for literally everything. The context know, is so incredible. Yeah, the the yeah uh, the, the yeah like the, the <laughs> you you like say you'd even say like for instance like uh you could you can have a, a bunch of cunts that that's when there's more than one of them so a bunch like like a bunch of bananas mm-hmm. but yeah bun- you're a complete bunch of cunts that's when when a load of people are being horrible to you you can say that. <laughs> So, so for instance, say if you, you was to be really horrible to me, uh, but you was with a group of people, I could go, oh, they were a right bunch of cunts to me. So that, that's how that works in, in context, mate. Um, the, think, the English how, use it so differently. Yeah, you literally get your ass kicked here for saying using that word. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to expect you to say it because it's quite an offensive word. Um, I'm, I'm oh, on I my own, mind. so I can say it. I can say it quite quite casually. I try not to say it though, to be honest. I try to steer clear of it because it can cause trouble. But and it, um, it's not a great word. It's not a great <laughs> word, really. So I do, I do, uh, I do enjoy just casually dropping it occasionally, though. Just casuals, casual. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I would love to be able to just use it and just whenever. Yeah, you know, like when, for instance, if I'm, if I'm. I hope, I hope this doesn't offend anyone that's listening, actually. But um, oh, we're, we're I know we've only got one listener. But say if I was fixing a plug and I I, uh, I, I accidentally wired it wrong, I, I could say, oh, what a cunt. So that, that that's a complete different context to what you would say. If you said that and somebody heard you say that, they'd think that... <laughs> do you know what I mean? I say it at work. I say, I'll say it at work, like, when, when I see some something... Uh, Oh, that's a right cunt of a job. That you know. Oh my god! No, <laughs> yeah, they would the, think that they would think that I'm just a misogynistic pig. Yeah, yeah. So the context over here is completely different to over there. So um, yeah, that's that, that's my take on loosely using the word cunt. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. We we should move on for the, from this because uh, I'll take you down a, a rabbit hole of oh hey offense, I've, I've, offensiveness. I've, I learned a word today that I wanted to ask you what it was. Okay, cool. I saw it everywhere on Twitter. What is a nonce? N-O-N-C-E? That's a pedophile. 
Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, an English word for a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> How did that word come into being? I don't know, but but <laughs> we 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 don't actually say pedophile very often. We say nonce. Huh. Ah. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? The, the two languages, how they're uh, so different. <laughs> There's no way I can even, like, figure that out. There are no clues in that word. It's no, just, no, it's no. Simple. I mean, like, if you, you if you was to say pedo, you'd understand that. Oh, it's a pedo. Exactly. You understand that. Yeah, yeah. But you say pedophile, I think, don't you, in America? We do. We call, we, we call them we, Yeah. Which is yeah, feet, not, isn't yeah. it? Feet, yeah. If you go to a podiatrist... Um, it could be quite awkward, especially if you're dyslexic. <laughs> just I'm not advertising dyslexic. this. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, yes, it's uh, uh, I suppose it's a, a, I don't know. I guess being called a nonce is less offensive than being called a paedophile. <laughs> because people don't. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know his levels. I don't know nothing about this. Um, I literally just know. I just know what the word means, and it's not a great word. But yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you 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 don't you? I'm guessing. Thing thing is now, like over here, um, it's used quite quite casually now, which it, it's a changing in in. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird to explain. So like I yeah, listen to a pod I listen to a podcast called Have a Word. Um okay. and it's like pretty much the biggest podcast in England. Okay. Like comedy podcast in England. Nice. One of one of they're massive. Um and they they call each other nonces all the while all the while. But it's not hmm. like in it's not like in a in the context of what it is. So do you know what I mean? So I could call you a cunty nonce and it would not be offensive at all. No, it's very offensive. <laughs> it's very, it's very offensive. It also, it also doesn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, it's very offensive. So, it, was that on Twitter? Was it? Was that on Twitter? Nonce. You seen the yeah, word nonce? A, yeah, it was about. Uh, I just I was looking at stuff. Uh, Prince Andrew, like just every other word. Oh, okay. So it makes sense. Yeah, it makes so, sense. So now. yeah, it makes sense. So the <laughs> the actual art of nonce is actually nonsense. It's like that's what they'd say. Oh, you're nonsense. Okay, and that means I'm okay, like so, so, looking for kids. Yeah, basically doing paedophilic. Uh, oh God! Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, you you've learned something off Twitter today, and me. I taught, <laughs> I've taught you all about a, a, a word. <laughs> we call them chomos. Chomos. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of Which that. Is, yeah, it's just a run-on of child molesters. So it's like like a trendy way to call them that. Oh, I might start using that. No one will know what I'm on about. Yeah, Chomo. Yeah. Yeah. How, how's your week been? Has it been good? Has it been all right? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I've just been excited to talk about these serial killers, man. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's uh it's definitely something that I, I I know quite a bit about because I listen to so many different podcasts. And I know that was so exciting. So do I. It's like one of my obsessions. It's it's literally one of the the one thing that I haven't had to research for to come come and do this. So who is your? I feel favorite? like I know. I feel like I know enough to get through. Oh, I think yeah. uh, story wise, I think 
I mean, you can't really favour a serial killer. <laughs> but but um, some of the stories, like the craziest ones for me, Richard Chase is pretty, pretty fucked up. Now, which one a, is he? Fucked up. He's uh, the vampire of Sacramento. Oh, oh! I only know a little bit about him. We have so many; oh. it's so hard to keep up. He uh, he thought that he he had a shortage of blood, and he used to inject himself with rabbit blood. Okay, I that, um, I follow that. Yeah, um, Been he there. he was basically mentally mentally ill, uh, mentally ill to yeah. a certain degree, but well, a massive degree. I um, I think he was actually he did actually go into um into uh to, to get help or th- there was definitely crying out for help his mum didn't help the situation actually i think he butchered a cat outside her uh... that's like that's like clue number one isn't it yeah clue number one in fact it was the family cat i think he butchered the oh. family cat and she caught it and uh, he'd been let out of uh i'm guessing it was an asylum i don't like calling it that because you know but i guess it is this is an asylum. Yeah, what are they call them that? Do they call do they call them that now? I don't know what they call no, them that now. No, they don't call them that anymore. I, I think they just call them a like a behavioral health center. Yeah, something like that. But you no, know, he, he got let out and then that's when it all started. But he, he was he was really bad. He was obsessed with blood. So he uh he cut people open and drank drank their blood and stuff. Yeah, is is it it's fascinating what goes on in people's minds. Uh, the, other, how- the other one that stood out as well was the Albert Fish. Uh, he was basically the first ever. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, he, he was, he, his was like a sexual fetish. Yeah, I looked, I looked him up. I, I remember a little bit about him. I think I blocked him out. So I was like, oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, his, his story's a little rough, so... Um, but there's so many, there's so many. Um, have you you got any local to you? No, uh, I. You know what? Like most of the. See, so the question I've got for you is, how do we define a serial killer? Because, like you were saying, the the vampire that's more like a mental illness, you know. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And, and then because wouldn't like a mobster wouldn't he technically be a serial killer? But he's doing yeah, a job. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, he's he's doing it as a job, same as a hitman. Right, they're, exactly. They're, they're they're clusters doing doing, I don't know, a job, as you say. But but yeah, they they hit their their kill kill tallies are going to be high, aren't they? So surely that classes them as a. Then again, do they get a buzz out of it? If it's if it's if it's a job, do they get that same buzz? I don't I think don't they would. Yeah, no. I think I, like, I think it's literally a job at that point. Because I don't get pretty excited, like if I'm selling clothes to somebody. So <laughs> I don't get excited. I don't get excited about much, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and serial serial killings definitely not on the list of things that I get excited about. So yeah. uh, that makes that, that's how I know that I'm a decent human. That I don't get excited about killing people. <laughs> I know that I'm, I know that I'm actually half decent. Have you ever tried? No, no. The thoughts never even crossed my mind, Joe. So um, then you don't. So you don't know if you'll like it or not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not, <laughs> not something. I've, it's not something I've ever thought of. If I'm honest with, with you. Um, 
it just seems a whole lot of work, if I'm honest with you. I like an easy life. So, yeah. No, yeah, all the running. All the running. <laughs> That's got to just always like somebody like behind you. I had a You've seen what you you've seen what I look like. I, there's no running going on here, Josh. <laughs> it's just going to have to be more killing every time somebody sees you. You just got to kill again. <laughs> too much stress. It is it's stressful. I, no, I, could, uh, um, I couldn't. I uh, my ex-girlfriend once asked me if I could get away with murder. Have you ever done that? Have you ever asked somebody like if you if you could, would you kind of thing, you know? Uh, we had this conversation actually. Um, Lewis and Lewis's girlfriend, she came of up with course. the greatest idea of all time. Um, thought, okay, what she got? So, for as a weapon, she'd use ice. Hmm. As as a weapon, she'd use ice and then melt the ice so there's no evidence. How would you kill somebody with ice? You can stab them with it. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that, that, and, and that's where the whole Lewis doing that part about he thinks his girlfriend is going to become a serial killer. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got this whole bit about it. Yeah. Um, and that's all from Netflix. He watched she watches like <laughs> Netflix stuff about serial killers. And he he's a, he says like she watches like forensic files and things like that. And that's uh, literally all I watch. And we, we were talking about it, just having a conversation about it, and that's that was brought up. And and we were both like so in shock. How could you even think like that? So you don't that's have incredible. Those Pardon? You don't have any you don't have those thoughts just for fun, just to keep your mind creative and open. No, mate, no. Um I, I think about <laughs> this is well weird actually. I'm gonna, now I'm going to repeat it. I think about <laughs> weird food combinations and whether they'll, they'd work. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's the like standard fusions? I'm at. I'm, yeah, like fusions. Like, oh, would peanut butter go with tuna? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Like, that's a whole lot of protein all in one one hit. Hmm. You know, that kind of that kind of stuff. Um, I've never him. actually thought about how I'd kill somebody, no. No. Well, I have. <laughs> Mm. And here's how I do it. So, okay. oh, you've really thought about this then? <laughs> no, like, like I was saying, like, like, gosh, like 20 years ago, my ex girlfriend, well, so my girlfriend at the time, she's, we would just ask each other random questions. So she asked me if I ever killed somebody, how would I do it? And I said, funny story, I've already thought about it. So, first of all, I got to live somewhere like Florida because that's the only way it's going to work, right? And so Florida. I wait in, until a hurricane is on its way. And then I drown whoever I want to kill and then place their drowned body just like out somewhere publicly. So it looks like they were killed by the hurricane. Wow. I, you know what? That's probably been done. That's probably <laughs> been done. Nothing's original anymore. That, huh? Yeah. That, that's probably been done. Well, I was proud of it. It's you're on the spot. How would you do it? No, oh, uh, it, it'd have to be clean. I couldn't be doing with. I don't like clean. I don't like cleaning the house, let alone cleaning up a murder scene. <laughs> oh yeah, you know all that bleach and yeah, everything. It needs yeah, to, yeah, it needs to be clean. And from from probably from a distance as well. So, <laughs> so it's nicer. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'd find something more creative. <laughs> I don't know. More creative, less mess. 
Mm. I don't know. I've never even thought about this. This is dead weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. Th- no, some some people don't have that that part of their brain, do they? That uh, makes the them think part? this way. Yeah, I don't have that. I'm. I'm honestly, I'm such a laid back person. You wouldn't believe it. Like literally, if I if I was to, yeah, if I if yeah, I'd, I'd just stop. To be honest, I'm that laid back. I just stop. <laughs> like I do it all the while. I'll start something and then I'll just stop because I'm that laid back. I'll just sit down. <laughs> really bad. Like I, I started washing up. I've been washing up for three days now. Like start washing up and then just stop. So, I would love, yes. I would love to see somebody in the murdering process just kind of like stop and take a step back and say, you know what? I don't I think, think I should be doing I think this. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I think to be honest, I, I would be the worst serial killer of all time. One, I'm fat, so there's, there's going to be evidence everywhere, like chocolate bar wrappers and stuff. Um, two, oh, I'd be slow. So if I ever got chased, yeah. I'd be yeah. too slow. And That's three, I'm, la- yeah. I'm, I'm lazy. And like I say, I just stop halfway through a task. So. <laughs> the procrastinating killer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We've just created, created my alias. Um, <laughs> it's like, your, body's, your body would just be piling up half completed. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. Just start digging a hole to bury them and then just, just get in it and have a lie down myself. <laughs> Like, just I'm not. That, 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 that's the level. That's the level of serial killer I'd be at. He's like, I'll get to dig it a hole. Get to it. Yeah, yeah. Dig a hole to bury them, and then because I'm so lazy, just get in the hole and have a sleep. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. There you yeah. go. See, now we've got your mo. I do. I do like the fact that you've called me the procrastinating killer. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> You know what though? England doesn't have any real good serial killers, so. so no, no, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got, we got a message. Okay. That's pretty dark, but that's really funny. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Um, I'm I'm not really into serial killing, if I'm honest with you. I do like the stories. I'm intrigued to see how the mind works of certain individuals. Uh, my mind doesn't work like that. It doesn't really work at all. It's sort of just. <laughs> yeah, procrastinates. <laughs> so tell me about like I thought that was fascinating about the one from your like mm. local area. Yeah, so I'm just gonna get up his details actually because I want to make sure I get this perfect. Um but he's he's about a mile and a half away from where I live. That's insane. Um, yeah, it, it is. It it's uh yeah, the story is all right, it's on Wikipedia anyway. So Colin Pitchfork is... Uh, I love that name. Pr- I love Pitchfork. Yeah. I, you were going to become a serial killer with the name Pitchfork. I've never met anyone with the surname Pitchfork right. before. Like Jimmy Machete. Like, what's he going to do? Yeah. He was the first person convicted of murder based on DNA fingerprinting evidence. In the whole that? world, by the way. That was in, the most In the whole part. world. Yeah, yeah. It, they, they literally took everybody from, from Leicester and um, fingerprinted them. And my, including my, my dad and my granddad. See, the, the, only thing that, the only thing that I found interesting about that is like, I would feel like bad about myself because they think that I might possibly be a serial killer. 
Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's an awkward one. <laughs> if you if you think like that, it's it's an awkward <laughs> one. <laughs> um, I trust you. Yeah, but but can we just get a sample ma- anyway? What what of? Oh oh yeah okay. oh yeah. They literally they literally went around everyone. They did like a mass DNA screening of literally everybody. Um, he but Pitchfork um, murdered two girls. I, he raped them as well, actually. Um, and the two like the two villages that are, n- are next to mine are called Narva and Enderby. And there's like a wood woodlands area. It's still there now, the woodlands area. And he, he took them down there. Um, but the, the the whole thing, he got a friend to like forge his. DNA fingerprint. Yeah, I, 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 I believe. Yeah, I believe that they sent out the mm. DNA packages for people to do at home. And then you had to send them back in. <laughs> so you don't yeah, even do it in front of somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't even do it in front of somebody. But but, but obviously it was a new thing, so nobody had thought this through at this point. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and and that's just how how it, how it was in the. Uh, Oh, it was, it was actually. It was, oh, it was in the eighties. I didn't realize it was in the eighties. Yeah, Bloody yeah, hell. it was crazy. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> no, so I read. It, it was I a month. That... It, it was a month to the day from my birthday. Oh. It was his second kill? I, oh. I, I would. I would. Yeah. That. That's. Oh. So same that, year. So four week. Four weeks before I was born. That's mental. So this this stuff was going on when my dad went like. This stuff was literally going on as my dad was preparing to become a dad to me because I'm the only child. That's fucking mental. It's beyond. What's that do to him? So it says here that the prime suspect was Richard Buckland, who was a local 17-year-old youth with learning difficulties. So basically he he tried to put it onto him. They always try to blame people with learning disabilities. Like, why? Yeah. But um, you know, yeah, he, you know he did get he did get he did person. get arrested. He did, he did get arrest, arrested in the end. First um, of August nineteen. Oh, a year later. Yeah. Oh, oh, he worked in a bakery. That's it. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he revealed to fellow workers in a Leicester pub that he'd taken the blood test whilst masquerading his pitchfork. So the person <laughs> that he he was pretending was pretending to be him. Got got well, basically got drunk and then admitted to it to the people at the pub that so he he took his test for him. So I've got a funny story that makes a lot more sense when you when you explain that. But do we want to listen to this message first? Yes, mate. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to play it. I would think it'd be really hard to bring a child into the world when that's happening. That's unbelievable. I totally absolutely yeah. agree. Now imagine if your dad helped him. Oh no! Yeah. That, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, like there is people that like around here that know him, like that knew of him, you know, from around the local pubs and and uh, drinking and stuff. It's 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 dead weird. It's dead weird no, that, I, that somebody is capable of that kind of stuff. I think I think what's even weirder is they let him out because you guys don't believe in like keeping people in prison for life. No, like he, he literally, I, I don't know what he's doing. He's done like 30 years or something, 20 years, 30 years. He's out no, on he like, he, yeah. I think he's on like, um, he has to go like back a, in. Doesn't yeah, he? it's a release. Like, it's a release program. Yeah, release thing. Yeah. But I, I mean, he, he definitely doesn't walk around these ways, like around, around these areas because he wouldn't last. 
<laughs> I he wouldn't, so, he wouldn't yeah. last around here. Nah, he wouldn't last around here. No, man, we like over here. We like you up for life. Yeah, we will. So yeah, that 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 was all going on. So I I drive by there most days, by them woods. It's it's dead. It's dead strange. I've never been down there, but um, yeah, that it's it's, it's strange to think that that all happened. Yeah, man. yeah that's that's yeah. Thirty what well, thirty five years this year. So when I uh, when we first bought our house, our house was built in 1920, and we celebrated yes. its uh, 100th anniversary last year. But uh, yeah, the yeah. first the first thing I did because I'm apparently the exact opposite of you. The first thing I did when we were buying it, I looked up to see if anybody had died in it. Oh no, that 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 would I I would love to like do that, but I know that's going to mess my head up. So <laughs> I just I just couldn't. See, I wanted somebody to have died in it so I could like do like haunted tours and stuff. But <laughs> the only thing that got close to it was because uh, it was a duplex when we bought it, so we just converted it to like a yeah. full house. But one of the tenants in like the 1940s, like the closest we got, he uh, he worked at like a train station and uh, he got stuck between two train cars and got his legs cut off. But that was it. Oh man, uh, don't you live near the Sally House? The what? The Sally House. What's that? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let me just. I'm going to Google it. Sure. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's near you. It, it's a. Uh, it's haunted. It's a haunted house, apparently. Yeah, I may I have got it have. wrong. I may have got it wrong. Oh no, it's Kansas. Sorry, my bad. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I it's like nowhere near. Nowhere <laughs> Not near. at all. <laughs> Sorry, man. What do you, I, what I, do you no, think uh, yeah. of us? No, there was something. No, maybe it wasn't that. No, there, there was a oh, there was a haunting, a possession. It was near you. It was in Indiana. It was definitely okay. in Indiana. I'm going to say Gary around that area. Okay, it's, yeah. It's, it's only Michael only a Jackson. few years ago. It was only a few years ago. They still have they still have possessions. I thought those were over. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Kind of, kind of, a bit behind the times with all that sort of stuff. So I don't yeah. know. I thought that but, was uh, blase. Now that's out of style. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> did you? Uh, uh, just by this is just going off subject. Did you manage to get any beers? Did you get any beers tonight? Because I've I managed to get two. Oh no! Uh, I only have six, so I've got to slow play it. You got six. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're winning! I've already got these two cans. They're they're oh, um, cans. They're just cans. Yeah. They're, they're just cans, yeah. What, what do you have, like 40s or something? Uh, no, I had one, but it was done before I started. It was a 24-ounce Red Stripe. Oh, nice. But now I've just got uh, six 12-ounce Coors Lights. Oh, well, at, least, uh, at least you're not putting any calories on. They're so low in calories, it's unreal. <laughs> I'm, only saying, I'm only saying this because like, I've been dead proud of myself. I've actually been dieting. And I've lost, really? uh, yeah, yeah, two and a half weeks. I've lost twelve pounds. Isn't it crazy how much weight you can lose with? with yeah, I've gone down a t-shirt size. I've gone down a nice. t-shirt size. Just, I know, I know. Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. I've, I didn't even. I had a few days where I was a bit like, oh, I've probably put on here, but no, I've done all right. Anyway, back to serial killing. <laughs> there was a couple of weeks there where I just didn't eat food, and I lost literally twenty pounds. I was like, it's this easy. Yeah, it is easy if you get your head into it. But I love like food, I said, so. I, I, there's a place there's a place here called Easy Walk. It's a Mongolian takeaway, um, and they do like fresh noodles, like really everything's boiled. It's not like a, if you had Chinese, 
they mm-hmm. uh, they deep fat fry everything. Right. Um, but but yeah, they uh, they steam. It's steamed. So there's hardly yeah. anything in it. So you have that, and then you have like chicken with it, and um, like uh, bean sprouts and things like that. Um, and it, yeah, it's really good. I, I had it last night. That was my uh, treat for the week. But it made me feel like I was having a, a really dirty takeaway, you know. But I'm not because it it, ta- it gives you the. It still has all the flavors. Yeah, I did. I, like I had it. Co- I had, yeah. yeah, that's it. I had it um, with like a Thai green curry uh, flavoring put into it, and it was incredible. So here's a question for you then. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about maybe like uh, like infusing human meat into some of your meals to try to get into the serial killer kind of mentality <laughs> no i've never never thought of that no um like a hannibal lecter kind of thing sometimes I, sometimes i'm at the point i'm at the stage where sometimes i feel guilty like i feel guilty if i leave meat because some some things had to like die because i want to be, you know Oh yeah, gorge, no. gorge on it. So, so I will never leave meat. I will never, I will never leave meat. I will always make sure if, if I'm going to eat meat, I will. But, but there is times where I think oh, I probably shouldn't be eating this. There is times, and that, that's I think that just is a the maturity and seeing things on social media and that. I've got friends that have quit quit eating meat and uh, just eat vegetables and and stuff now, and uh, it, they seem to have a better better understanding of, of what to eat, what's good for you, what's not. And they're all in good shape. And it's like, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't be eating all this meat and doing all this. So, sometimes I do think like, uh, as, as for human meat, I mean, <laughs> um, our Chinese, our Chinese takeaways are, are pretty uh, questionable. What they put that's in. What made, that's what made me think of it. You might actually already be eating human beings. <clears throat> well, if so, it's fucking delicious. They are. I hear they taste like chicken. Hmm. Everything tastes like chicken. That's how we're going to look at it. Everything tastes like. <laughs> the only thing that doesn't taste like chicken is turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironically true. Oh my yeah. god, I, I hate Thanksgiving. I know. So yeah, you guys don't. Well, you know what Thanksgiving is. You know, you know what? One, one, one year I'm going to come over to yours. I'm going to, I'm going to save the money and come over, and we're going to have Thanksgiving, and we're going to do Thanksgiving, and you can, you can, uh, yeah, you can do a, a proper roast dinner with a, a turkey. That'd be lovely. Oh, it mm. would be so fun. You would love it. <laughs> you, you would, you of all people would love Thanksgiving because it's literally oh. all, all you do is just eat insanely enormous amounts of food. And for some well, reason, it's it's to celebrate the fact that your people uh, didn't die one winter, and we do that for the rest of our lives. That's incredible. There is a word that I'm a real big fan of in that, and that is giving. I love the fact that people give, especially meat and vegetables. Oh, um, and... you have. I have bad, <laughs> I've got. I've got bad news. I, I got bad news for you. Really? Uh, is, it, is it not? Yeah. Is it not like our Christmas dinner then? No. No, no, it's all for yourself. It's all for yourself. <laughs> oh, man. There's a misconception about Thanksgiving. No, we just give thanks for all the fucking food that we have. So you're actually doing America a favor by eating more food because that's how uh, bountiful your life is. Oh, shit. So I've completely yeah. got that wrong then. I've just, I was expecting to get a load of gifts and... Uh, no, you like, actually... You know, food treats. 
that's probably how it started but then uh we became america and it just got it became americanized and it just became all about ourselves that's not great right back to the serial killers then so so have you got have you got a uh, serial killer in mind that you think uh wasn't all that bad because i've got one i've got one i've got one in mind that he he had he had his goal set he achieved the goal and then tried to turn things around and become a better person but he had he had that goal in mind from a very young age huh i wonder if we're thinking about the same person Maybe. Uh, you, you go first. Ed Kemper. Oh, everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Everybody's got a crush on him. It, uh, yeah, life. I mean... But the only thing, the, the only thing that, uh, that uh, like, turns me off on him is, like, uh, he was cutting off, like, people's heads just to spite his mom, and I feel like that's just a bit too far. Hmm. Yeah, it is a bit too far. But... <laughs> there are other things you can do to make your mom upset with you. True, true. Um, I, I really, uh, he, he's the one that I mean, he. Um, oh yeah, he did actually. He's famous. He, yeah, well, he did. He did some good though, didn't he? He helped set up the uh, FBI's serial killer profiling thing. Now, did he do that for real, or did he just do that in a Netflix show? No, no, he genuinely did. Oh, that's kind of cool. That that you're on about mind hunters, yeah? Yeah, mind hunters. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. So, so that that's a true story. Yeah, what what he did, uh, he ha- he had like an IQ of like 140 or something stupid. Oh like, yeah, really no, to- yeah. Is he, he's still alive too, isn't he? I'm not sure if he's still alive or not. He, if he is, he's in his 70s. He um, he wanted to be a cop. Well, uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. No, no, but he, he genuinely <laughs> wanted to become a cop. I was like, well, if he's good at killing people, so he should be. <laughs> to be honest, we're quite lucky over here, right? Like the police over here are, uh, are not normal. the same as yours. They're yeah, not the same normal. as yours. See, they're really, they're, they're really not though. Like I, no. I, uh, I got, I got stopped a few weeks back. I went to, to a neighbouring village with my son to go to the park uh, for a change of scenery because obviously there's a lockdown on. Um, and a, a police officer stopped me because I wasn't in my local village. I'd left <laughs> because I'd left my village and gone to another village. How and did he, he just know? told me, he, he basically just told me, he, he'd got a little, little uh, like computer pad thing, put uh-huh. up the number plate on my van, seeing that okay. it was registered to a, an, an address. What uh, the yeah. Fuck? yeah. Yeah. And said that I shouldn't have been there. Basically, gave, gave me a tell, gave, gave me a telling off, and sent me on my way. There was no gunshots fired, no pepper spray, no nothing. It was get back in your van and go home. That was it. Incredible. I've got the most. What I find so fascinating is the fact that our country lets it be what it is, because what, what, it's hard to explain America. But I, I guess I would describe it as uh, in America, you have your cake and eat it too. And um, so what that means is, like, we're all about, like, our rights. There's no way anybody would have taken that DNA test that your dad and your grandpa did. No way. There's absolutely no way. All right, hello? All right, Joe. 
Oh, I was so worried. I thought somebody killed you. No. How weird is that? I've never had that happen before. Oh, I'm sure it was my FBI. I was talking, while you were gone, I was talking to a guy uh, who was just YouTubing uh, random people that he would talk to on stereo. Really? I told him that was a bad idea, and he said I would be surprised with how many people watch it. Really? That's cool, then. Yeah. Yeah, I said, good luck to you, and then I answered your call. <laughs> so I hope he doesn't have oh, abandonment yeah. issues. Oh, we've got a message. Ah, there it back. is. There we go. Ha. We thought you were dead. Like, for real. <laughs> that's my wife. That's my I was going to say, that's your wife, isn't it, Gina? Hi, Gina. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, for real, uh, thought that maybe somebody was coming back from the dead and fucking with my Wi-Fi signal, basically. That's what I was thinking. I thought it might have been Pitchfork fucking about from wherever <laughs> See, that was he my is. number one. My number one was Pitchfork. <laughs> and my number two was the, uh, like our uh, FBI shut me down for disparaging our police. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, at least, yeah. uh, at least we're back in. So, yeah, so where we left off, I was uh, saying, uh, our local police, well, not our local police, our American police uh, probably are full of serial killers. Because the thing that a lot of people don't understand, it looks awful. It looks awful from the outside. Yeah. But like if you're on the if you're on the inside, it makes total sense. So the police force, they do this weird thing is somehow it got filled with a bunch of like people with complexes. So it's all the guys who nobody ever fucking liked in life. So they decide that they become cops so they can just like stick it to all the people who are mean to them. So you would think that the police would be not those people but it just gets fuller and fuller with those people. And so we're never surprised when they do what they do. It's crazy. We, but we, nobody else, nobody, nobody normal wants to be a cop because they pay them like worse than teachers. We was uh, so lucky, really. Uh, like you have to do like, there's so many background checks to, to get into the police force over here. I don't, I don't know what it is over in America, but you guys seem like the, I guess I guess our our cops don't carry around guns, so which um, yeah, unless they're like and it's your clusters. It's uh, we we have like a, a certain section of the police force that's called the armed police force. Uh, they turn <laughs> up. What, they, they, yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a, a section called the armed police police force. They turn up if shit's really kicking off. Um, but <laughs> if something really is going down, the armed police force will turn up, and that's when people will go, "Oh, did you see what happened at Barbara's house this week? Yeah, they got raided by the police. Yeah, armed police and everything. It must be something really bad. Drugs. I don't know anything. You know, is, is that kind of thing? Is that kind of thing? Is that kind of thing? Whereas you guys, you walk around like they're at the they're at the donut stand with their guns. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, over here, man. If you don't have a gun, we ask what's wrong with you. <laughs> it's your fault, by the way, Lee. It's it's your country's fault that we're obsessed with guns. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We were we were not nice people, really, were we? Let's be honest. Yeah, you guys would um the, like the thing that the thing that set us off is uh you guys came over here uh which is fine because everybody came from over there but the problem yeah. was uh so the British would just uh go into somebody's house and sleep there for the night if they wanted to. And there was like a law from your king that said, if a British soldier wanted to uh, crash at your place, you had to let him. And then the guy no obviously way. started, 
yeah. And then he started doing like you know, nefarious things. So then we're like, well, we need to defend ourselves. And it just literally snowballed from there. Now we have to defend ourselves from everything. That's that's mental. Absolutely mental. I don't I don't get my I can't get my head around the whole history side of things with, with us and you. I really don't I can't get my head around it. Yeah, because well, I think the most interesting fact is because you guys were so nice to Canada. I think that's what hurts our feelings so much. Canadians are just us, basically, that failed to become American. That's all they are. That's all Canadians are. They're just English people that failed to become American because they're so that's fucking exactly nice. What it is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You're absolutely they right. Are. <laughs> they are. They're, they're, Canada are the people. All the people in Canada are the ones that wanted to be American but didn't pass the test and are, are basically too nice. So they sent them back, just like like they did us. Too nice. Have you seen Canadian people? They're the nicest people in the world. They, they say are, sorry like about people. everything. They say sorry for they everything. Are. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. There was a guy. There was a guy who it was a police officer in the Canadian Parliament, and somebody came in and was like going around shooting stuff. So he he killed him. And then in his interview, he was crying and saying he felt bad for killing this guy who was trying to kill other people. As an American, we cannot understand that. <laughs> We're like, no, kill or be killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a different you breed. Your different breeds. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I say, Canadians are just failed Americans. They are. They are. They're, they're the ones that didn't get in. That's brilliant. They're English people. They're, nice. they're English yeah, people. They're, nice. <laughs> they're the English people that didn't get into America because they're too nice. And then they become Canadian. That's all that is. Wow, you, you know if you look back, you, you look North look America. back at our yeah you you look back at our like long history, mate. It's uh, there's some some savages from the UK. There really yeah. is. Oh yeah, you know. Um, and it, we didn't just we didn't just take over America. We didn't take that just take that from you. We went to Australia and did exactly the same there as well. And yeah, you kind of you know, did it. You kind of did it everywhere. <laughs> we were, we were, you know, we we acted like we were the nicest people on earth, and then we just come and take your land and your people. That's what and, I, that's uh, what for I that, find for so that, amazing. I, for that, I'm going to put. I feel like I need to put out a public apology for my people. I am sorry that we were absolute beasts of human beings in that back in them days. Because I went, I went to Australia a couple of years ago, and we found out how James Cook. Arrived in, uh, he, he arrived on the Swan River in Perth, and the he basically went through all the tribes and just just killed everybody, him and his him and his people, and took their <laughs> land. It's fucking disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful. Well, <laughs> made, um... When we was doing the tour, we was like the only English people on the tour, and I felt. Like, <laughs> what the fuck have my people done? <laughs> How uncomfortable is that? You know, I, I, I felt like, like we went to Fremantle Prison and that was built by the English, Fremantle Prison was. So okay. basically the, the first prisoners to come over from the UK went to Fremantle, and, which is on the western coast of Australia. It's, you know, it's, well, it's part of Perth. And okay. yeah, um we the english built this the english prisoners were made to build this uh, a cool story actually about this prison there's a guy there called moondine joe 
Um, I love the name. Yeah, he was an escape artist and he got out so many times that in the end, they actually let him go. They made they made a cool. room. He's that good. He, 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 he stole the horses of the main guy at the prison. He, he, he escaped and then stole their horses. And then they didn't oh, find man. him for months and months and months. That's awesome. Because he went, he went and lived in the outback. And then he finally got caught, sent back. They made a concrete cell. And they said, if you can get out of that cell, we will let you go. And he, he did eventually. He got out without him knowing. And they, they let him go. Signed him I off. completely you know agree what? with that. Yeah, exactly. And do you know what? He was Welsh. He, he was from Wales. And he got, he got arrested for stealing bread. And he got sent to Australia. That's how that's yeah. how savage our system was back then. That sounds like and that was in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah, that was in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, savage. He stole some bread, stole some bread, and then got sent sent to Australia to uh, build build a prison, and then he escaped a numerous <laughs> amounts of times. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Didn't hurt any anyone or anything. He was he was a nice guy apparently. From what this this tall guy was saying, he's he's well known as a, a local hero and a, a legend. But he he's the fucking Houdini, <laughs> like prisons. He's he's basically Prison Break before Prison Break was made. I love that show. I I just want I want I want the tour guide in my head. I want him to just be like, there are no English people on this tour, are there? <laughs> uh, he was yeah. Well, he he did pick us out actually. Like, and he kept making little comments like, "Oh, you guys all know about this." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, what? like, you guys all know about know? this. He <laughs> uh, was, was like, "Oh, so this this uh, this wooden frame here is where they used to lynch people." You guys all know about this. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking hell! You know, you know what I mean. Like no, we went to like the de- the we went to the, like the death row block and they were like oh yeah this is really bad it's written here isn't it it's like yeah we used to they used to just give people one cup of water a week and a slice of bread you guys all know about this wouldn't you being from the UK <laughs> you know what I mean like just kept having digs at us oh uh, yeah it was horrible it was horrible actually, we were the only people there. You actually have helped me understand why Americans like uh, the UK so much. And I think yeah. we talked about this last week because... Uh, yeah, we did. Everybody else has something to compare you to. Well, they don't have something to compare you to. Whereas here, we have the South. So everybody looks better to the South in America. In America. So even you guys, you might not... Well, I guess if I'm Australian, so you know about this. But you probably don't know about this. During the Civil War... The South actually asked you guys to come help them, and you did the no right way. thing. You said, "Fuck off!" You said, "We don't support slavery." And the South was like, "Well, then we won't give you cotton." You guys were like, "We don't need cotton that bad." <laughs> At least we got some morals, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> so over here we, 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 we weren't great. We weren't great people. Yeah. Uh, do you do you know about Jack the Ripper? Do you know about that over there? Have you have you heard of him? He's. Did you know? Have you you have? I'm sure you have. You read up the, the rumors that he actually came here and continued to kill. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, there are some rumors that he oh, came right. over here. I wouldn't be surprised. 
he was uh, he was very methodical. So they think that he was possibly a doctor or surgeon. Yeah, no, description. He's probably my, oh gosh, I'd probably put him number three as as my in my top in my Mount Rushmore of serial killers. Yeah, <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So who are your top four? I I'd put Jack up there. I'd put Jack up there. Go ahead. But yeah, yeah. I'd say Bundy's got to be, got to be because of his personality, split personality sort of thing. Yeah, because he came across such a charm. Yeah. Oh God, he he represented himself in in uh, court, which is just like so. It's such a a, um, yeah, such a what's the word. American, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. Such a, no, but he was a lawyer anyway, wasn't he? He knew, he knew the system. Well, he went to he law knew the system, school. He never finished. Yeah, did he not? Oh, Mm-mm. he thought he knew the system. Then he thought he knew the yeah, system. Yeah, he thought he did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's um, it was Florida, so it, it wasn't that too impressive. It's, I, I don't to know. To be honest, if you know Florida, Florida are pretty loose on on rules and regulations yeah. anyway. On everything, like, them, yeah. them guys. <laughs> Them, them guys don't care. They don't even wear masks at the minute. No, nope. you know what I mean. They do what they literally do whatever they want in Florida. You've heard the term "a Florida man," right? That's gotten to you. Yeah, yeah. That's like a joke around here. A Florida man, and you don't need to read any further because you know it's just total nonsense. Really? Yeah, yeah they, that's, they, that's a joke. I know. I know. I know. Uh, Andrew Schultz has moved down there, hasn't he? He's moved to Miami, actually, but. Um, uh, he probably I wants listen to, to loads of po- loads of podcasts with, with him on, and and he's saying like they they don't care. Like he's gone from he's gone from New York and he's moved down to there, and he's like no one cares. Oh, that is a yeah no that's a that is a that is a world of difference. Yeah, massively, massively. Yeah. But yeah, so for me, Jack the Ripper's got to be there because he's what we would call the goat, right? Yeah, he's the Michael Jordan of serial killers. Uh, I think, I I think put, if you're going to go for numbers, you got to, you've got to look at numbers as well on this. I mean, I Jack, Jack, I the Ripp, Jack the Ripper's numbers, Jack the Ripper's actual numbers, uh, yeah, official like numbers. Five, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think it's five, yeah. Four, In fact, Kyle Kinane's yeah. got a, an amazing bit about that, actually. Oh, really? Have you, you, you heard that? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, about him going to, yeah, yeah, going on the Jack the Ripper tour. And and then he uh, he's walking on he's walking on cobbled stones. He goes, I've been walking on cobbled stones for three hours for five, five. He's like, um, and then he, he says, this is not a time for American pride, but <laughs> we've got people killing people, killing five right now. Like you know, like kind of killing five people right now. Like he, he was like, I, we, I, yeah, yeah. Have you not heard? I'll send you it. You will love it. He says this bit, whole bit about he spent sixty pounds. He's like, that's not even real money. Like to go on this tour, this Jack the Ripper tour, to walk on cobbled stones for three hours for five. As was like for five. <laughs> He's like, I'm from America, baby. We got somebody killing five people right now. It's amazing. He's absolutely right. <laughs> oh, so right. Brilliant. So right. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite. Wait, well, it's one of my favorite comedians. But it's one of my favorite bits. That is. Oh, I'm so good. And it's so true. I've never done it like I live in England. I've never even done the tour. He, he's basically <laughs> told me not to go and do the tour. 
Because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to go and walk on cobbled stones for three hours to find out that he only killed five people. I'm not going to do it. That is the most I'm American way it. to describe. If you want to understand the American brain, you just that that bit is the American brain. Yeah, yeah, and and to be honest, that's the way my brain works. And I'm not from America, <laughs> but he's he, he basically told me not to go on the Jack the Ripper tour because of that one part. So I'll take that. Oh man, it's incredible! It's an incredible bit. I'll send you it. You'll love it. You will love that. Absolutely. No, I'm not obsessed. I don't know whether he's actually worthy of being in the Hall of Fame on, on uh, the, uh, but, the, the serial killing side. Although he didn't get caught. Like, no one knows who he is. So yeah. in that sense, he deserves to be up there. But let me, let me, explain, why, let me explain why I put him on by uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, do you, do you yeah. know what Mount Rushmore is? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, the, the rocks with okay. the faces... Carved out. So like, is it like Benjamin Franklin? Benjamin Franklin and <laughs> no, it's just a bunch it? of presidents. Uh, no, nah, okay. he was never so ben president. Frank, what's ben, what, what was Ben Franklin then? Is he just a creator? Like, did he build something? He was just like he was just a fucking badass. What he just okay. like he just walked free throughout your... the entire world. Is he on your money? Mm-hmm. He's on the hundred dollar okay, because that's, that's where he belongs, I mean, man. You, I, I mean, you've got to be pretty cool to end up on fucking money. I mean, yeah, let's and be not be a president, and not be a president, and yeah, yeah, that oh man, you know if you know if I was going to be on, on on like money, I'd want them like a picture of me eating Reese's peanut butter cups. That's just pretty like... much what Benjamin Franklin is doing. That's why we put him <laughs> on the hundred, which is like the hundred is like the representation of like the baddest dollar bill. Because if oh, you pull out, oh, mate, you know, you know, if I ever got put on money, I'd end up on like the one dollar bill. I'd that, be, I'd be on yeah, like exactly. the lowest. Form. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody, I, wants I'd be, nobody wants that spot. I'd have my face printed on a cent. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'd be at. Yeah, and, and what's even worse about the penny is they make it copper. It's not even like silver, like all the rest of the money. So it's like so degrading. Like you're just dirt, you know. I know we get we've got ones, twos, and fives. I don't get it. Like we didn't, we never use them. You never go into a shop and go, oh yeah, that's two pound one. Yeah, we got rid of shoes in like the 70s. Yeah, it's incredible. Right, we've got two voice messages. Okay. You guys are totally missing the Zodiac Killer. Dean is right. I was was trying to get there. He's my number one. But you had me like messed up with the the quantity. And I was trying to explain to you. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm to very rude through this. I'm sorry. <laughs> sort of speaking over you and stuff. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So what I'm trying to explain is like you're trying to, to put on Mount Rushmore uh, mm-hmm. rings. And it's not about the number of rings as a sports fan. You know that better than anybody. You know, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Montana, he's only got two rings. He still goes up there, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So Zodiac is is up there. He's only killed, I think, officially, I think only four officially. But the style in which he killed them, I think that's what makes him. Because anybody can just go shoot up a nightclub and, and capture, like, uh, 40 people. You know what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, no, there's, there is no hint of even who that is, even to this day. You know, yeah. that's the, what yeah, is it, in exactly. the 70s. 
No one, no one's was, got even the slightest idea of who that is. And he was, he was keeping no secrets. He was like, "Hey, man, here's if you can crack a code, then my name's there." And they can't crack the code. Like that's a that's a badass. Yeah, that's pretty badass. And, and, and the reason why I put Jack up there is because uh, he pretty much copied Jack's mo. So that's why I call Jack. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've got another message. Good afternoon, guys. How are y'all today? Um, who are some of y'all most favorite? Nah, I don't want to say favorite. What's What's the best thing to say for these fuckers? I would say, <laughs> who are some of y'all most notable serial killers or the people that y'all kind of looked into more? And um, yeah. I love I love how she did what we did at the very beginning because we said favorite. We're like, wow, well, we probably shouldn't say favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't you can't rate them on favorite. But uh, uh, who's the the first like um, serial killer wise? The first one that I really looked into because I've I've not really been into it to like this sort of stuff for quite like I've only really got into it the past couple of years. I was quite scared okay. of even looking, delving, delving into like this. And the pod is the podcast world, isn't it? Like, I started, oh, yeah, I started absolutely. off listen, listening to podcasts, and as soon as I started listening to them, I started sort of delving into true crime ones, just because they were interesting. They're dead interesting. They are interesting. They are as much oh, as the, the, the shit that, that these people do is the most despicable thing that a human being could do. They are interesting, and they are. They are definitely uh, something that I would like to understand what what's going on in their head. Um, I think me personally, I, uh, Dharma's up there, isn't it? Let's be honest; he's got to be up there. Like he's he's, he's, he's interesting. He was, really, yeah, I mean, he was trying to figure out how to make sex slave zombies. I mean, so you, okay, so that's awesome. You actually know his story. Like when you know his story. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Was, remember when you were saying earlier about uh, the one guy, the, the vampire guy, I put Dahmer in that yeah. same category because what what people and he's very similar to Kemper like this. And I'll, I'll, I'll make this quick, but like I'm a big Dahmer fan. What he did that helped people understand serial killers was that he was open about it. So many like serial killers would try to keep it or deny it. Yeah. And, and when he helped the FBI so much because he explained and what he really wanted to do more than anything was his parents got divorced and, and he yeah. blamed himself. So he was just trying to figure out a way to, for people not to leave. Like he felt responsible. So if he could find somebody who wouldn't leave and, and he said he got into like drugging because the, when the night would end, somebody would want to leave and then he would feel bad. So he started drugging people. And then when, when those people would wake up, they would have that desire even more to leave. So he started killing them. Now, I think that helps you really understand the psyche of a human being. And I think that's why Jeffrey Dahmer is so important. It's, uh, it's, quite, it's quite interesting, really. The whole, the whole uh, story, that the whole story is really interesting, to be honest. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, def he's definitely up there as one of the most interesting ones. Um, it makes you understand how but, people get there, because I think you and I want to understand, like, how does somebody get there? And I think he helps yeah. bridge that gap, you know? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. You know, Ed Kemper did exactly the same. He gives you, he mm -hmm. gives you 
agree. sort of an insight insight into that thought process. I mean, my thought process is so I'm like a I'm like I'm like I'm like a ten year old mate. My thought process is like get up, <laughs> get dressed today. No, <laughs> uh, shall, shall we eat? <laughs> yes, we shall. Um, breakfast? Yes. <laughs> Cook it? Mm, yes. You want cereal with that? Mm, yes. And then before you know it, you've you've gone through, and it's it's two o'clock in the afternoon. You're still in your pants, and uh, yeah. And then you're thinking, mm, what shall I do now? Beer? Yes. It's really bad, really. Um, so I like, <laughs> I've basically just given you an insight into a fat person's day day in the life. Um, <laughs> but but. I really, I really do respect the fact that they spoke openly about it and didn't go. You're not, you're not going to find out because there's a lot of serial killers out there that don't actually speak about. Uh, oh yeah, most of them, nine out of ten of them, what, what, just keep it to themselves. There was one that, that loved it that much that they went and uh, I think it might have been Chikatilo. You know, I'm not 100 yeah. sure. Like his numbers, his numbers. Do you know who that is? Have you heard of that mm-hmm. that guy? Yeah, Chikatilo. Yeah. Like his numbers. Uh, him and he's the guy from Andre Pashu- Russia. There's there's, yeah. there's Alexander Pashuskin, uh, um, yeah. and he was known as the chessboard killer. But he he killed like uh, at least forty nine people. Pashuskin did, but um, Chikatilo was oh, what was he? I think looking at it um, numbers wise, I think it was around about seventy or something. Oh no, fifty two. Okay. He was that's sentenced. A, that's a, hey, that's a whole deck of cards. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's convict. Okay, so there's 56 plus that he claimed, but he, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he went out and actually, he was known as the Rostov Ripper. He actually went out and um, reenacted his murders with the police, and they actually put a okay. female police officer in into the situation. And obviously they were all armed and guy. stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's him himself. I don't know. He's dead, I think. Actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably why I keeps dropping. <laughs> There's all these weirdos from like the grave just going, "Yeah, these boys ain't talking about us no more." Fuck his four G. <laughs> What's our message? What's our message? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Um, I'm getting excited. Um, the one that I got is probably the nearest and dearest. And I won't say to my fucking heart with my spirit is that it is a black serial killer. You know, there's not a lot of those that uh, go into the books, but he happens to be from where I grew up, which is Poughkeepsie, New York. And he called my house when I was around nine years old. So, yeah. So that fucker is there. I think he died now. But um, yeah, Kendall Francois from Poughkeepsie, New York. But the international one, one from Colombia named Garvito. Have y'all heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. And that guy, the Garvito guy, I think he only got like 10 years because over there, like whatever you do, there's like a time limit on jail time. So you can literally just like slaughter people and still get out. But I'm more interested Incredible. in... I'm more interested in this guy, like, contacted her. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, there's another message. Yeah, the sick shit about him was, it was like, 
his was more based on sex than anybody else I really heard, like, uh, or read about, because it was like strictly a, 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 a sexual thing. But then it was kind of weird, like, cause like he used to rip they fucking uteruses out. It's some oh. weird shit, sick shit. Oh, it took a turn there. I mean, so let's be honest. Record, most pe- most people like sex. Let's be honest. Doesn't make me want to strangle someone. Doesn't make, want, doesn't make me want to stab someone. Doesn't make me want to shoot someone. I'm happy. I'm happy just for sex. And to be honest, it doesn't happen very often. When it does, it's fun. That's it. That's all it is. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Doesn't make me want to go. Yeah. Doesn't make me want to go out and shoot a school up. Doesn't make me want to go out and run someone over. It doesn't make me want to do anything. If anything, <laughs> most people smoke after it. I want to eat. That's it. I want to go and get a oh. sandwich. Just, just let mm. me go and get a sandwich. Have you ever uh, eaten during sex? No, no. Yeah, you should try that. Um, it's like food play. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a very uh, simple kind of person. I can only do one thing at a time. I wouldn't be able to do both. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, makes sense. I think you probably guessed from talking to me that I'm a quite a simple person. It's, it's <laughs> either one thing. I'm, I'm so straight laced. Literally, like one thing or another with me. That's it. You, um, you either get you either get conversation or you get thirty seconds of medium fun, mild fun, <laughs> mild fun. That's it. Uh, I personally disagree, but okay. so I hope this is the same girl. Okay. <laughs> that last it message is. was about Chikatilo. I don't know if that was um, clear, but yeah, Kendall Francois was strangle hookers. And uh, my brother was in the county jail with him, and my brother ran out of minutes to call my mom. So he used to play chess with him. I don't fucking know. And somehow he got him to call my mother's house. It was very, very strange. And I was the one that picked up the phone. But he was so polite, like super polite. But it was like, and his house was right across from the the children's doctor that was my doctor like literally right across and it was like dead bodies in the attic yeah kendall francois was was a trip i don't yeah yeah yeah. so leave none of that probably makes sense to you but that is so american so first of all i thought i thought he was calling her like while he was killing but he was just making a celebrity call which makes a lot more sense now because (laughs) their brother was hanging out with him that's 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 very American. Oh, you watched some. I need to hear so much more of this story. His name is first of all that is that is like the coolest name, Kendall Francois. Yeah, he's kind of like he's kind of Montreal. Is that yeah, even a word? It, it that's not even a word. Very Canadian. It uh, is yeah. tonight. No, that is very Canadian. <laughs> it, it is tonight after two beers. Two beers. That's all I've had. Two beers. I've run out. I've run out of beers. Oh, that's, that's so sad. I know it is. It really is. Um, uh, oh well. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like if um, you went and robbed your local pub with a gun, you'd be the only person in your village with a gun, so you could get away with it. I, I don't think you understand. That it is. It's. You can't get guns here. They're. They're so. <laughs> it, it really isn't. Yeah. It, it, if you go to Liverpool. Uh, maybe London, maybe London, you could probably get a gun. But Liverpool, Liverpool's known for gang violence, and um, a lot of the gang violence there is guns. So only gangs really have guns over there. 
Yeah, like we we don't have them, and and, and people people mm-hmm. that do have them go hunting, rabbit rabbit shooting, and things like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, uh, so you and, make, okay, that makes sense. So you just described America. In America, you're either in a gang or you're a hunter. So no matter what, you have a gun. Okay, yeah, they're they're really hard to get hold of over here, though. So you have to have like license after license after license. They do background checks on you over here as well to make sure that your mental health safe and all that. Uh, it's not it's not as easy whereas if if it's if you're in a gang um i I did there's a documentary over here there's a guy called ross kemp you ever heard of eastenders i bet you've never heard of eastenders yes we have only because i'm a fan of the streets the music the music yeah okay yeah yeah okay so eastenders uh is a a soap opera over here that's been running since the mid 80s it's uh it's on about three times a week it's dead dead popular so there's a guy on that uh who played a guy called Grant Mitchell, uh, and he's called Ross Kemp, and he, he puts himself into okay. really, really awkward situations. So he just he does this. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went he went to like some some uh, uh, like jungly sort of place. I don't know where it is. I'm not gonna. I, I can't even say what it is, but like uh, I'm gonna say like South American jungle. And these guys okay. took him out to show him around and turn their guns on him. There's videos of yeah. video footage of it. They turned yeah. the guns on him to, to rob him. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And he put his thumb in the end of the gun and told him and grabbed the end of the barrel of the gun because they got masks on, these two sure. guys that were taking him out, Balaclava. And he's only a soap opera guy. He, he literally grabbed the end of the gun, held it down to the ground with his thumb over the end of it and said, you're not going to shoot us. You're not going to shoot us. This, that, and, and these guys bailed, bailed on you them. Literally, you literally described my life. <laughs> so... So he yeah, did. Sorry. He did this thing. Sorry, mate. He did this thing called uh, Ross Kemp on gangs, and he went to Liverpool. And they were saying they can get a shooter within like fifteen minutes of a, of a phone yeah. call. They can get a, an unlicensed firearm um, delivered. No one knows where it's from. No one knows yeah. what it's been used for or anything. But they sure. can get they can get a firearm that quick. Um, and quick. I didn't know anything about this because this sort of stuff doesn't go on around our way at all. But further up, further north uh, of of where I'm from, because I'm in, I'm from the middle of the UK, so I'm from what we call the Midlands. Um, okay. Further north of that, you've got like Manchester and Liverpool, Newcastle, them sort of places. I don't think so where much Newcastle, but Liverpool definitely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely new, uh, definitely Liverpool. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, the gang, the gang situation there and gang violence there is uh, quite high. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it is. We've got another message. Yeah, Kendall Francois was a big motherfucker, too. I mean, part Kendall of my language. But they, I don't... I can't describe them in, like, human terms, because these people are... <laughs> but, yeah, this big-ass motherfucker, he, at 14, he was 6'4", like, 230. At 14... So he was big and he was funky and he used to work at a middle school as a as a janitor. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of weird stuff going on. Just as I is is the most New York woman I've ever met. I absolutely love her. If if you understand New York, you just need to listen to her. That's literally how New York is. Is it? Oh man, so so no, like we should get Francois on the show, but going back to uh, what you were talking about with uh, Kendo Francois, 
what you were talking about with uh, gun violence. Mm -hmm. That's just like, I try to wrap my head around that because we see it over here and we make fun of it. I'm not going to lie. We make fun of it because like your cops, what you call like bobbies. I don't know if you still do that, but that's what they, no, we don't call call them. them. They are known as that, I suppose, but, but by older people. Yeah. And then you guys just use like, uh, just like nightsticks. And you blow whistles. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's, it's all... That's what we think of your police. Yeah, that, that's what we do. Yeah, they're, they're uh, it's just uh, they they have tasers, but they we... they're only allowed to use them like in certain situations. Um, and it's definitely not it's definitely yeah. not essential sort of situations. Your guys are allowed to use use weapons. Ours, they can uh... just assume they can literally. This is a true story. They can literally just decide that their life is in danger, and then they are allowed yeah. to kill you. Based on their personal opinion of it. That's completely mental, in my opinion. That's completely mental. So let me tell you this funny story, because this is what I wanted to say earlier. Uh, So this goes back to the serial killer conversation. So this is like one of my favorite stories of my... Are you there? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a toilet break. I don't want everyone to listen to me pace. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. fine. (laughs) I just want to make sure you're safe. So... I'm safe. (laughs) <laughs> this this makes a lot of sense. So one time, uh, this is going back to the guy that you were talking about who just like got enjoyed being in situations. Literally, that's what I do. Like I, I probably get off putting myself in uncomfortable situations. So I'm at the strip club one night, and the dancer comes over to me, and she, uh, and this I I still blame her. She comes over, she sits down, and she says, what are you in here for? Now, I immediately, being a comedian, take that as a prison joke. So I say, I killed a guy. Now, she responds with, oh, how'd you do it? Again, as a comedian, I think you can relate. She's now yes-anding me. You, don't, you know yeah, yes and, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I, so I feel like I've got to go over the top. So, so um I start explaining to her how I killed the guy. And then I add in, he's uh, in my bathtub right now, uh, diluting in my uh, line. And I came to the strip club tonight because this is going to be my last night of freedom. Now I'm thinking I'm telling a killer joke, right? Yeah. So she gets up, she says, excuse me, I'll be right back. Oh no. A couple minutes later, the manager comes over and has a question about my bill. What's interesting to me is I had, I had just showed up. So I'm like, what kind of question do you have? I haven't paid for a beer yet because I have an open tab. She's like, let's just go outside and discuss your bill. So I go outside and literally four cops come around the corner with their guns pulled, um, just like shouting at me and, and telling me to comply. And I, no my, way. Favorite part of, my favorite part about this story is I start laughing. That's a true story, Lee. I'm laughing while these guns are drawn on me. Oh my god! I... And I got I got and... worried about the guy that that said you're not from round here. <laughs> the police officer that says you're from another village. I got I, I panicked about that. You're not from round here. You're from another village. It's a COVID safe area. <laughs> you need to go home. I got I got I panicked about that. He had nothing on him. He had a notepad. <laughs> And a pen behind his ear. That's it. That's all he had. A notepad and a pen. Oh, and a pocket palm thing to to work out where my number plate was from. That was it. He didn't have a gun. That's 
that's why that's why I love that's why I love like like that's why I love America. It's like you hate America, but you love it at the same time. Because I I even explained this to my wife. I wasn't scared because when the cops turned the corner, they had their guns cocked sideways. And anybody who knows how to use a gun, if your if your gun is cocked sideways, you don't know how to use a gun. So you know you're safe. Because when somebody's gun is pointed straight forward and they've got their lights on you, you know that guy is shooting to kill. So that's why I was like laughing about it. So it ended up, they had to, uh, and Gina should really chime in because she was uh, involved in this against her will. Uh, they sent somebody out to inspect our entire house, floor to ceiling, uh, basement, first floor, second floor, attic, even the garage. And uh, it's, she's got a very funny version of the story. But um, that's, that's once, they fi once they finally released me, I was going back into the strip club and the cops were like, are you still going back in? And I said, why wouldn't I? Oh, it's incredible. Oh, we've got, we got messages. Oh, my God. So her. they came to the house to check up on me, and I was friggin' pissed because I was like one week after having a baby, and I'm like still bleeding answering the door at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh the, what, what I found strangest was what I found strangest of the whole situation, not the guns being pulled on me, uh, not people not knowing how to yes and, what I found the strangest about it is the cops asked me while I'm in handcuffs, while I'm in handcuffs for suspected murder, they say, should we tell your wife you're at the strip club? <laughs> really? Well, yeah. I suppose that's kind of cool of them. I suppose that's a no, cool but, thing. But, but I was, but that was the thing that offended me is like, what kind of relationship do you have where you don't tell your wife when you're at the strip club? That's why that's how I looked at it. Yeah, I don't know. Some people wouldn't tell their other the better halves that they're going to a strip club, I don't think. But then again, your strip clubs are completely different to our strip clubs. And Why, what happened to strip I wouldn't, Oh, nothing. Nothing nothing happens at all. <laughs> it's not like yours whatsoever. Usually a fat woman comes out, greases herself up around a pole for a, a bit. A couple yeah. of older men that, that usually smoke cigars throw some money. They don't actually throw money, they... Yeah, a, uh, tipper and and uh, yeah, that's it. Really. They're very gentlemanly. Yeah, they're very gentlemanly. Yeah, and then maybe they'll slip <laughs> off to a uh, a little booth <laughs> and have a a soiree. But but me personally, I'm uh, I've only ever been in them when I was really young. I was quite young. It wasn't really something I did. Um, I used to get drunk and do silly shit, but not not like that. You know that kind of that kind of thing. I was sort of I don't know. Well, our strip clubs, more... no, that's a good point, because our strip clubs aren't actually strip clubs. They're basically just bars. They're called gentlemen's clubs, yeah? Yeah, where people just dance. Right. Yeah. It's still just another, it's just another version of a bar. Yeah. People mostly go to the strip club uh, to buy drugs. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I accidentally yeah. ended up in a brothel once. That was pretty fucking weird. Yeah, we don't have a lot of those. Where people actually go for sex, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that is it was it was dead weird. I didn't want to be there to be honest. But uh How do you end up in a brothel? So basically it was it was a dead weird thing. It was a night out and then this is going back I would have been I would have been eighteen, I think, so it's quite a while ago. Wait, you can go to places at eighteen? Yeah, yeah, we could drink at eighteen here. So we can go clubbing. We go nightclubbing. That's so awesome. Yeah, eighteen. 
I mean, I started going out when I was 16, but they were dead loose on, on showing ID back then. So you could get away okay. with it. Um, okay. Some places, you, you just try your luck, basically. So if they went, have you got any ID? You go, oh, I forgot it, mate. And then and then that'd be it. You'd move on to somewhere else. Well, if you're and 16, not... you can look at 18. Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so, so like you dress up. You dress up mm-hmm. dead smart um, right. to try and fit in. Um, I was quite lucky in, in certain senses. At 16, I had a little bit of stubble that probably made me look 18. A little bit, sure. not a lot, but sure. enough, to, enough to probably get by as a, a young 18-year-old. Absolutely. So I did get in places. I did get in places, but um, but yeah. So I started. I started drinking and going out uh, with with friends and stuff at like sixteen. So, but but on okay. another hand, you, you sort of ruin it. You ruin ruin it by doing it younger and going out. So Absolutely. you know the 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 whole like turning eighteen and having your eighteenth birthday. That's when you can have your first drink in the pub, and you 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 know what I mean. It that was all ruined because I've been doing it for two years. It was just like no, we're not out. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, we have to wait till twenty one. So of course you've been drinking. You've been drinking since like thirteen. So like twenty one is just the cops don't harass you. That's what we celebrate. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. It's fair enough. <laughs> I think I think to be honest though, I think eighteen's the right age for it. No, I agree. It used to be 18, but they changed it to 21 in like 82 or something for some no reason that nobody still understands. It's random. Because what else yeah, happens at 21, Lee? Nothing happens at 21. The thing, the thing is... At 21. No, no, nothing happens at 21. The thing is, though, <laughs> that you change it to 21 and then you just, you're just going to have kids drinking anyway. Oh like, no, secretly. no! Everybody, you literally, know. everybody drinks around thirteen. I, I'm sure it's the same with you too. Yeah, I think they're like do like a blackjack kind of thing, like like twenty one. Like I can drink now. I don't know. It was a Vegas kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's how it is. Well, we've got this rule as well over here. You can be like, I don't know. I think it's thirteen. Yeah, and you you can have one pint of cider, one pint of lager or a glass of wine with a meal as long as you're with your parents yeah everybody starts drinking at 13 like 13 is when everybody actually i don't know whether it's 13 it might be a bit older but there's definitely there's definitely some sort of rule well here like uh uh, i believe that you guys have the same god as ours i assume but here you can uh, like (laughs) oh god yeah oh oh, god yeah i just realized what i said i just realized what i said (laughs) oh god yeah yeah yeah, we got that. Um, oh, that guy. But yeah, no, you can, you can, uh, communion. Our communion was at 12. I used to, I, God, I knew I had a problem. See, my mom's Native American. So, uh, mm-hmm. the, so they like, really like to drink hard liquor, like that, like they call it fire water, which was given yeah. to them by the white man, by the way. And, really? And, yeah. And my dad, my dad is uh, African American. So they, they pound just to deal with like society. So, like, I was destined to be an alcoholic and i remember like my first communion i still remember this because it was like the most troubling thing for me so i the first time i was allowed to drink wine and i'm supposed to be drinking jesus's blood and giving my like sins forgiven and i remember like licking <laughs> to make sure i got it all because <laughs> it, it tasted so good to me <laughs> oh wow wow <laughs> i got i got a funny story about this this uh, as well um partner uh she's from a catholic family 
and her, uh, her granddad passed away. And it was the first time I'd been to, because uh, I'm not Catholic, uh, it was the first time I'd been to a Catholic, uh, well, anything to do with, with like a, a Catholic funeral or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, they do this thing where you get up and you have the wine and the bread. But I didn't know you've got to be Catholic to do that. So I jumped in yeah. the queue. Yeah, yeah, well, I didn't know. I just thought it was free bread and wine. So I jumped in the queue. Yeah, I know. Because I'm with you. Because, because I get excited about freebies. I got in the queue and I was like, <laughs> I can't believe they're giving out free bread and wine. This, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> I've never been to a funeral where they give free bread and wine. And I got in this queue and I got all the way down to the front of the, the priest. Um, and he did the whole, like, the cross and... Uh, you know, God bless your son and all this, that and the other. I took the bread and wine. I nailed the wine, ate the bread really quick and just went, cheers, mate. Uh, <laughs> and a whole family was just looking at me it, like in disgust because I, I'm, I'm Church of England. I'm Church of England. I'm not Catholic. They're just looking at me in disgust. So now I got back over and sat down and went, oh, that bread was nice. <laughs> and, and and they're all just looking at me shaking their heads it was fucking amazing amazing and then oh. afterwards i found out afterwards you're not meant to do that you're not meant yeah, to do that yeah. and this is this this joe is why i need help in life <laughs> no i think first of all i think you're right so you don't need help i've got two stories that i want to ask your opinion on so mm-hmm. Um, isn't true see, England, the Henry VIII one that the guy invented just because they wouldn't let him just marry and kill whoever he wanted? Am I wrong? Henry, Henry VIII killed literally mm-hmm. all his wives, apart from one. Didn't he start the Church of England because the Catholic Church wouldn't let him keep killing his wives? Yes. Yeah, I, I believe okay. so, yeah. Okay. All right. So I remember that correctly. Okay. So I'm Lutheran, which is basically Lutherans are like, fuck you Catholics. You guys are uh, too high strung. Okay. And but then my big brother, and this, I don't know, I'm, you've just become my therapist for a couple of minutes. So my <laughs> oldest brother uh, married a Catholic girl. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so he had to convert ca- to Catholicism. And so I was in his wedding, and the priest wouldn't let me have communion during the wedding. And I remember, like, making a scene about it, because if you know anything about me, I make scenes. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, well, yeah. my brother's doing it, so why can't I? Like, well, you're not Catholic. And I was like, the only reason my brother's Catholic is because his wife's Catholic. And so, like, I was offended. I was like, shouldn't you give Jesus away for free? Isn't that what Jesus wanted, was to be given away for free? Am I reading the fucking Bible wrong? And so I made this big scene. And um, so, <laughs> like, 10, year, 10 years later, I'm in my best friend's wedding. He's Catholic. I'm still Lutheran. I'm still not Catholic. And, uh, but I was, like, an insider this time. And so Catholics fucking party, by the way, Lee. Catholics party. And uh, so his wedding started like on Friday and didn't end until Monday morning. And um, so I'm in it and I'm going to the ceremony or whatever. And I tell the priest uh, in advance, I'm Lutheran. And he, and he literally says, I don't care. And then he gives me communion. How can I get communion from my friend's priest, but not my brother's priest? I want to know. I really don't know. Um, <laughs> you, 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 I really don't know, Joe. You you lost me at communion, mate. I was just. Uh, <laughs> <in a flashback>, so. <laughs> I Did was, you uh, get confirmed? Did you get confirmed? No, well, I don't, I don't know what happened. It was all a bit of a haze Thank after you, the man. wine. Do you know how hard that is? I had to. I had to memorize. Uh, 
300 page catechism I had to memorize because my, my, my pastor would randomly in front of the whole congregation, randomly choose a question. And if I didn't answer that specific question, I would not get into the kingdom of heaven. So I had to memorize the entire catechism. Jesus. Oh, we had to do the Lord's Prayer. That's about as much as we had to remember as a kid. Oh, God, so, I hate uh, you. That's, ow, I hate Ow. That's why he was killing his wife. Literally, we, we all, that's how basic our, that's how basic our church is. We, we had to remember that. I remember we, we did a competition to remember it and we won an Easter egg, a chocolate Easter egg. <laughs> and I, I think I vaguely, I vaguely remember that I won because I put the hours in because I knew I was going to get a good prize. I, I'm you pretty sure I put the hours in and I was like thing. word for word. Yeah, yeah, I'm you pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I was about six. <laughs> yeah, well, we, yeah, well, we were about 12. six. But, but the I was about was six years old at the time. Yeah. yeah. The guilt that was put on us is if we didn't remember this entire fucking 300-page book, we would burn in hell in front of everybody who goes to our church. That's the difference between your church and our church, I think. <laughs> like, everyone's going to hell if you don't, you don't listen. If, if, you, if, if you fail in our church, if you fail to do you know the uh, the lord's prayer you don't get the easter egg that's how it goes yeah but me liking me liking chocolate the way i like chocolate i, I was i put in the extra hours <laughs> so so let me see if i can remember how does it start how does the lord's prayer start our father who art in heaven hallowed yep. be thy name thy kingdom yep. come thy will be done on yep. earth as it is in heaven jump in whenever you want <laughs> give us today our today daily bread our daily bread it? and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive so those, who trespass, we forgive those against, who trespass against us and, and lead us not into temptation. Us from evil, for that yeah. is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's a bit, mate, to be honest, I was six years old. I'm 35 nearly now. So. <laughs> you you one of the It's the last time. It's the, one, it's the one and only time I've recited it. So Because <laughs> there was an Easter egg involved. You're right. You didn't care about your soul. You wanted the chocolate egg. <laughs> That's all I'm after is the chocolate. <laughs> I was literally got worried about going to hell. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm feel, I feel for you. I really do. Like I say, <laughs> if we failed, we didn't get the chocolate egg. That's it. <laughs> and then nine times out of ten, because I was the only child and fat, my mum would get me one anyway because I'd kick off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that. Hey, we got a message. Okay, this is just a random question. I am Catholic. I have a suspicion, but it could just be craziness. I wanted to know your opinion. Why do you think the Catholic Church is specifically and particularly good at exorcisms? What do you think went down there for them to get mastery of that? Oh, my God. I am That's so a great question. I feel, I feel the same way. I feel like the Catholics own demons. Like what yeah, I was going to say, Catholic... they they never wheel, they never wheel in a Protestant like vicar, do they? To to sort out a, a, a possession, it's always a Catholic guy or woman. No, exactly. It's always a Catholic. I, I'm, I'm I'm with both of you guys. Like if 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 I came to you and I said, "Wait, dude, my daughter's like speaking in tongues and I'm stressed out," the only person you would call is a Catholic priest. Why do they own that market? I think I'm qualified enough because I've done communion just once. <laughs> so I'm now qualified. I'll turn up with a bottle of red wine and some bread. And no, we'll man, have a little demon, bit of a, we'll have a little bit of a soiree. No. 
I and everybody agree. be all right. A demon, a demon will sense that you don't speak Latin. Like for some reason, demons and Latin that that they don't get along. Ah. Uh, hmm. Surely though, I can make up some words that sound like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, like Invictus. E pluribus unum. <laughs> start and I'll end, I'll end up reciting like the script from Harry Potter. <laughs> a, a demon won't know as long as it's Latin. I get terrified. Yeah, like expel them. No, that's a great question. Yeah, it is a great question. Um, but I, I was going to say maybe they created it, but no, they wouldn't have created possessions, would they? I don't know. I don't know. They, they, well, they created really purgatory, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know on that one. They did. They, they they maybe they got quali like they got a qualification in demonology. Like I don't know. Maybe that comes with the. Maybe they teach that. Maybe they teach that, and other yeah, other guess- priests and vicars don't get taught that. <laughs> I'm just I'm I just saying. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your your the the state of the the church is in America, but. Ours over here, the majority so of the much. vicars and priests are gay, so um that's their that's their thing. They're not they're not demonologists, they're they're not really into that. But I mean there's not a problem. It's not a problem. I'm just saying like the Catholic Church seem to be clued up on this sort of stuff. So maybe they do a an extra oh, uh, like an an extra paper or something. I don't know. Well, you know what we have that the rest of the world doesn't have, and I wish you guys would take them off of our hands. Evangelicals. Oh, they're the worst. You see, I'm, I'm not. No. I'm not too sure. I mean, we see. I see the name pop up. Like, oh no, they're basically, um, they're basically German. And stuff. This is this oh, is the alcohol talking. They're basically German Nazis who came here because America was the only country who would take them, and then they tried oh, to okay. pretend that God forgave them so they can just keep shitting on everybody else. That's not great. <laughs> So I hate to be so like I'm 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 literally the most unclued up person on this this sort of thing. That's good. Um, no, that's good. Like the last time I went I went to uh, like Sunday school, I was about six. So I apologize. I mean, it's not that I don't believe in stuff. I just don't go, which is bad, really. But we got we get to go to like funerals and weddings and things. But it's not it's not the same, is it? I mean when, when I go to a, when I go to a wedding, when I go to a wedding, I I don't take any notice of the service. I'm more excited about the party afterwards where we're gonna get drunk and I'm probably gonna tie my tie around my head and dance on some tables. <laughs> Which is is genuinely my go to thing. So uh yeah, we've got, what, what got here? message. Maybe I'm thinking maybe that first demon they called because they want because the Catholic Church has a Vatican City. It has a pope. It has history and politics and kings and potentates and stuff like that. So I'm thinking the first deal was made with the first demon and he got out of control and they said, oh, my God, the demon's running loose. The demon's running loose. We got to cut him back. We got to put him back. I know we made a deal, but goddamn, the demons got loose. We got to do figure it out. How do you get the demon back? 
to where he's supposed to be because he's running rampant, winning rampant. And maybe that's why the Crusades happened. I don't know. That Maybe that's a big leap. I don't know. I'm just thinking you got some suspicious mastery up in there, Catholic Church. And now you got earthly possession, a lot of gold. You got a pope that's not a king, but he's powerful like a king. And you got a whole Vatican City. So earthly, earthly rewards. Hmm. Very suspicious. I don't think she's too far off. For starters, uh, popes are are more akin to literally. If I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. But they're basically a human being who takes the place of Jesus Christ in his absence. Uh, so, so there, there's like a, a sense of power there. But also, I would just normally speaking, if you have a contract like an agreement with somebody, then you would be most willing are capable of, of handling that. So I do think that she might actually be right with saying that Catholics and demons got together. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm really lost on this, this subject, to be honest, mate. Um, <laughs> so so I, I'm really treading, I'm really treading carefully because I don't know, I might say something really stupid and, uh, no, and man, just, so, just so, say cunt. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't understand religions and things like that um, because I'm not I, I believe in stuff but I don't I don't follow it not like I follow the Dodgers or something like that see I follow I but I follow religion and politics the same way that I would follow the Dodgers because it's hilarious I only follow okay. anything that I could find a joke from so I, I there do, is so I many do things believe... out there you can find a joke from to be honest Right. Well, that's why I follow everything. I do believe that there is a higher being. I do. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what that higher being is, I'm not going to sit here and actually act like I know what that is. It's not going to be a dude in the clouds. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. But I do think that somehow we got here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always have this idea that we were once on another planet. We got too advanced, and somebody put us on another planet. That's what, that's my, the, how my mind works. And there's a lot of science that verifies that. There's a lot of science that proves that. And I would still consider that a higher plateau. I would still consider that, by our definition of God, because that's something that knew how to get here and got here, and we didn't, and we became. So to me, it's the same thing. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I think I've evolved from sort of a small seal-like <laughs> thing. Like, I, my my neck and my chin is one, like a seal. Uh, I swim like though. a seal. Yeah. Do you I'm clap like, like a seal? A seal? <laughs> I can clap like a seal. Yeah. <laughs> like when you get excited for food? <laughs> and I also sing like the singer seal as well. <laughs> Oh, Kiss from a Rose. Isn't he British? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. How many British black people do you have? Like six or seven? I want to know. No, mate, no. We, we have more than that. Is your, is, uh, is your town really small? Is it? No, it's not. But it's not as big as Fort Worth. So. Okay. It just reminds us that we're not Fort Worth. Oh, I, uh, I, I think, I don't know exactly the amount of people that live here but i think i think there's a fair few and how many people live in your area i'm gonna gonna have a look now i'm literally looking as we speak 
don't uh, use don't use uh, British terms because I don't understand. Like if you say we've got a quid of people, I don't know what that. Means. Okay, so the po- our population as of twenty twenty one, it doesn't say the exact date, is uh, five hundred and fifty seven thousand. And what what does that entail? I, I, as in what? What do you mean? What are you talking? Oh, I don't know. Am I supposed to be part, a bigger part of it? No, like what? Like what area does that constitute? Uh, well, Leicester in general, um, is, which is where I'm from. Um, basically, uh, hold on, there's de- demographic map here. How many miles? Uh, Do you guys still have miles? I don't even know how big big it is actually. Uh, it's it's at the minute it's at five hundred fifty-seven thousand. So what's what's that miles wise? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we used your guys' units of measurement that you rejected and just left us on our own. Oh, so the area of, of Leicester is seventy three point three kilometers squared. And that means what? I don't know what that means. To our to our miles. To miles. Um I, for the record, Lee, I just want to say this really quickly. I hate how you guys gave us units of measurement and left us <laughs> on our own and then rejected those those same units of measurement and said, you guys are idiots for we not don't use, We don't use kilometers. We use miles. So Do you really? Yeah, we use miles. We don't use kilometers. I thought, we were I, don't even ones, I thought we were the only ones who did. No, no. We use miles. And a foot. A foot is based on your king's foot. Like... I still use feet. I don't know. I don't know what a meter is, and it's based on your fucking king. Oh, so a, a foot, a size twelve UK shoe is is yeah exactly one foot. That's what a foot is. It's based on because you guys had a king whose foot measured that, and you guys said units of measurement are now determined by this man's literal foot. And now we're the only country on earth that ascribes to that nonsense. That's a big foot. I've had a subway quite a few times and a foot long's quite big. So to have a to have a foot actually that size. I mean I can nail I can nail a foot long easily. Um, I don't know whether and I can nail you, a foot yeah, long. But you, but you just left us in the dog and, and you're like, what's a foot? It's it's a meter, it's a kilometer. You guys are idiots. And you're like, it's your rule. And you just, it, it was shitty. What's incredible is I don't actually know anything about size and distance and stuff which is, is mental really so uh, so how many yeah. miles is your is your area is your village so, so i can really, understand I'm, I'm, okay uh i really don't know I, I really don't know i'm trying to figure it out it's because it's, uh, you know that i you know that i love cricket you make fun of me for loving cricket because i'm the only american yeah. who loves cricket and i hate it because they'll they'll talk about how many like kilometers per per minute that the ball traveled or how many meters it went. And I'm just like, I don't understand. And I get mad. <laughs> it's, um, it, it, oh, okay. It's 804 square miles. Okay. Okay. My, my count so is 800 miles. So, yeah. yeah 804 that's small, square yeah, that's small. That, that's square. So yeah. Yeah. That's re- yeah. That's really small. Yeah, compared to what you guys have got, yeah, that's tiny. Um, when you live here, though, yeah. it it doesn't feel tiny. <laughs> like, like you you can drive 
40 minutes to an hour and you're still in Leicestershire. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, if I wanted to get 500,000 people, yeah, it would take me about uh, four miles. Really? Yeah. But that's, the, but that's not like, like if you go to like the, the, uh, if you go to like the, the Southwest, it's, it's much bigger. We're more compact, obviously. Okay. County is 660, but there's like 50 counties in our state and then there's 50 states. So. Jesus, so you've got I, 50 counties. Just in our state. You've yeah. Got, in one state. You've. You've got fifty counties in in one state, so geez, I don't even know how many we've got. How many counties? Yeah, no counties. Yeah, count, counties are broken up by number of people. So, like, county, once you reach a certain amount of people, that's a county. So, six hundred thousand times fifty—that's how many people are in our state. I'm just gonna have a look now to see. We've only got seven districts. Dude, I could there, talk. Joe. I could. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just fucking love talking to you. It's, it's, yeah, same, same. I'm just I'm just reading this this random uh, information about where I'm from. Know, I'm, excited about, I'm excited about what you're going to tell me. No, there isn't anything to tell you, actually. I, I was reading something and I thought it was interesting. And then I read further into it and I was like, no, that's not interesting. This isn't worthy of conversation. This isn't worthy Joe's time. Back it up, back it up, back it up, Lee, now. That's basically it. Sorry. Oh, Gina sent a message. I lied. It's actually 92 counties. Oh, Jesus. No. We have even more That's people. so big. That's so yeah, big. And we're a smaller state. I don't know why we're call, we're calling it districts. Seven districts. I mean, that sounds so. Ah, it sounds rubbish, well, doesn't it? Oh, we're, we're, we call them we call them uh, counties, and some states call them districts, and some states even call them parishes. So, well, we have count. We have counties. Remember what, I, remember what I was telling you last week. Um, we're, every state is its own sovereign nation. So, so we're literally fifty countries. So whatever what one state wants to call it, that's what that state calls it. Really? Yeah, so we're like the EU, but we get along. <laughs> uh, it's mad. This mud is absolutely incredible. I'm I'm reading. To be honest, I'm looking at this, and it's just a load of numbers that I've not actually took any of it in. I've just looked at it and gone, oh yeah, that's a number. That's a number. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to come back to the conversation and just forget about it because I'll, I'll be here for hours just looking at numbers and going, yeah, remember, remember you're the, the procrastinating killer. I really am. I really do procrastinate. Unless I'm at a buffet, then I don't. I just hit it. Oh, oh man. Golden Corral. Do you know what the Golden Corral is? Oh, I've heard of it. To be honest... You... Um, I'm a fan of buffets anyway, so this would be right yeah. on my street. When you come here, when? Because it's not a matter of if. When you come here, we're taking it's, you it's, it's not. Garage. It's not a matter of time, is it? It's, it's when it happens. Yeah. I will yep, be over. Yep. I got punched in the face once, actually. Uh, I so bought, did bought I. A, a new... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I've seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> I famously got punched in the face. You did, and you took it so well. You took it so well. 
I'm proud of you for that, Joe. That made that was the first time I that was the first time I went over across the pond. Like you guys loved that video. Really? Mm-hmm. I told you yeah, I was really? I, I got interviewed by Chortle and you said that that was important. I was like, I when they messaged me, I was oh, like, Oh sure, shit, did, you did, didn't you? You yeah, Ch- Chortle's yeah. like a big thing. Over here. I had no clue what that was. I was like, I was getting messaged like just constantly. I was like getting bombarded. So I was like, yeah, I'll do an interview with what so I did. It was just like with everybody. Like India loved it. I was all over India. Incredible. It's Incredible. Sad. It's sad. It's sad that like of all the effort I put in, the thing that people are most interested in is me getting punched in the face. Yeah, I fucking hate. I hate the fact that that, that that's the case. To be honest, and there was a moment <laughs> I, I tripped. I tripped up the stair. I tripped up the stairs onto the stage once, um, and I wish that was on video because they introduced me and I went up the side of the stage and and kicked the top step, which made me do like a forward roll. So so I came out from behind the curtain doing like a commando roll, and I like landed on like one knee, like like da da sort of thing. But I bumped into the mic stand and that fell, but I caught it as it fell. So it looked like wow. I meant to do it. I know, yeah. it was incredible. You could not time it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. One of, one of my really good friends who's a comedian was in the crowd at the time. <laughs> and he even talks about it to this day. He says it's one of the funniest fucking things he's ever seen. Yeah, Because exactly. this fat lad has come out from, from behind the curtain doing a forward <laughs> roll, like, like, you know, like, like, like a hedgehog when it curls up in a ball. And that, but I landed like I just landed like, like in the Olympics on a gymnast like pole vault thing. I landed like perfect, but I knocked the mic stand and the mic fell. But as it fell, I caught it because of my obviously cat like ice hockey reflexes. Sure, I caught the mic. absolutely. And I, I, beautiful. The, the first the, the whole crowd were like, "Oh my god!" Like <gasps> sort of thing, and I yeah. just went, "Yeah, meant to do that. Yeah, meant, yeah, meant to do that." And and yeah. the whole place was just yeah, and and I took a second to just like to do a deep it. breath just to get just to compose myself whilst everyone that's was laughing comedy. at the fact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I meant to do that, and and, and yeah, that's a... because of that, I killed for the rest of the gig because everybody was on board. Absolutely, on board. that's the definition of comedy. That's the definition of comedy. But I really wish it was on video because it was perfect. It was. Uh, it would have yeah, gone viral. It... That, that would have gone viral. There's moments in life when. You think I wish I had a camera on me twenty four seven because that would have gone viral. Absolutely, absolutely. Like man. a like a like a time lapse of me washing the parts, washing the dishes. <laughs> that would go viral because of how much I procrastinate and I start it and then I walk off and then I'll come back in and I'm eating a chocolate bar and then I'll look at the parts <laughs> and I'll walk out again and then I'll come back in and I'll 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 have some washing to put into the washing machine. And then I'll look at the pots again and maybe maybe start washing them again. And then the phone will go and I'll stop, dry my hands, pick up the phone, answer the phone, walk out the room. And this just goes on for like three days. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I'm a king of procrastination. See, that's why... I'm sorry. That's why I think you're a genius because those little tiny... <laughs> You see, you know when I go on stage and I, I do comedy, I'm not, I'm not like this. I'm not actually like this. I'm, I'm so shy and like I don't talk. I'm like, I'm really, really like I don't do crowd work. I've never done crowd work, and I should do really? because I, I think I, no, I don't, I don't do crowd work, and I really think I should probably get into it because I'm quite off the cuff. I'm you know pretty why, good. 
Do you know why I do crowd work? I do crowd work for only one reason. Why's that? The only reason I do crowd work is because it, it, it helps me learn the next time. Always do crowd work because whatever you say, even if you fail miserably in front of that person, the next time you're yeah. in that situation, you'll know what you're going to do. Always do crowd I know, work. I, 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 I actually tell a lie. I did, attempted it once at one of... So basically, we've got a we've got a comedy club called the uh, it's called Hot Water Comedy Club. I, I really don't mean famous. to interrupt in, you. I don't mean to interrupt you. But nine times cool. out of ten, nine times out of ten, you're going to fail. But know that going into it, the reason why you do crowd work is so the next time you do crowd work, you're ready to kill. Oh, uh, I should I should really look into doing it to be honest because I I basically was at the the, the club. I came on stage. We turned up ten minutes late, so I'd, I'd missed the fact that the MC had actually spoke to this lad at the front row in the first place. <laughs> oh um, yeah, turned... yeah, that's also why yeah, you so... show up early. That's that's yeah, another so I, we I, always be well, there. That, early. That, was, that was exactly yeah. Well, what happened was there was a big storm. <laughs> a really yeah, funny this story. Is your fault. I had a this was already your yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. So me and Lewis was was doing the same gig in Liverpool. Uh, it's about two and a half hour drive to Liverpool, so I don't know what that is in in American numbers, but it's it's probably uh, it's probably like you driving to Chicago or close to. Um, yeah, Gary. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, as we were driving up, this storm came in. It was meant to be this really bad storm that was coming in from the the coast, sort of thing. And it hit, and I'd got this car that was like, well, it, it was fucking haunted. This car was haunted. It was 22 <laughs> years old. It, it, it clearly seen some murders or something had gone down in it at some point. It, it, like, accelerate itself, and then it, it'd break itself. And then, and anyway, we were driving, driving down uh, what, what you would call a freeway, but our motorway, and it, it was fucking lashing it down. Like, I couldn't see. The window wiper flew off. Just flew off. The wiper just flew off. And uh, anyway, we were panicking, trying to get there. We, I managed to get us there really, really, like, slowly. And um, when we got there, like, Lewis was like, oh, the, the show, what time does the show start, Lee? And I went, oh, 7.30. And uh, we got there at 10 past 7. So we've got 20 minutes to get sorted. Anyway, it's down in the basement. We went down the stairs and, and the room's packed, 200 people. Which is, that's full Best capacity. Best clubs are in the basement. Best clubs are in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Uh, um, full capacity, 200 people. It had been going for, like, 10 minutes already. I hadn't noticed that the MC had already spoke to this lad. So I got yeah, into the green room and, and he was, and, and he was like, Oh, thank God you're here. Cause you're on next to me. I hadn't even looked at my notes. So I've gone up on stage and I, I just started dying for, I, I managed about three minutes and I was all right. And then I was only doing a 10 <laughs> and I started dying after three minutes. Like my soul was just, just, it, it left me on stage. Like and I, I lost everybody. I lost the whole crowd. So I thought, what, what's the best way to do? Well, you've never done it before. Do some crowd work. Right, in one of the biggest clubs in the country. <laughs> Who do you pick? You pick the one lad that's already been spoken to who's a vet. He's a vet. Not a vet as in he's been in the army. He's a veterinary nurse. So I went, I went, oh, hello, what's your name, mate? He went, my name's Joe. I went, oh. So everybody already knew this. So I was like, all right, Joe, where yeah. are you from? And then he told yeah. me where he's from. And then he went, he, he went, I went, well, so what do you do then? And he went, oh, I'm a veterinary nurse. I stopped for a second. The whole room went silent. And I crouched down with a microphone and whispered to him, and everybody could hear it over the mic. I went, I'm not lying, Joe. I've never done this before. I'm going to leave that one there. Enjoy your night, mate. Like that. And the whole room just fucking howled. Like the, the, the whole yeah, room was just. Not, yeah. Everybody was. Smart. 
Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, yeah. but I didn't mean it to be funny. But the whole room yeah. just were on board with it because I, I was See, like, that's... not going to lie. I've, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I've never done this before. Like, like okay. you know, like I made it, just made it okay. funny, like out of it. But I won't do it ever again. It, it put me off big time. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to critique you. But, but uh, you did everything correctly because you. Uh, and here's why you're right. You sensed what was going on. You knew that what you were going to say was going to fail. So you created something. That's what I like about you. You've got that. You've yeah, because I, I could have easily just gone, so you shag sheep or something like that, because that would exactly. be an ongoing joke. But, you, but, but you, you, know. sensed, you felt the room. You felt the room. See, that can't be taught. Yeah, so, that's an intangible. So I, 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 went, I, went back to, I went back to I went back to dying with my own jokes. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a lesson learned. Longer. <laughs> oh, Gina's message twice. Um, sorry, Gina. I do crowd work because I am trying to remember my jokes. <laughs> that, that's another good good point. That is another good point. Uh, I, that, that's what happened to me on that night, you know, as well, Joe. I, I completely forgot what I was doing. I had a moment where I was like, "What am I doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, like, these uh, people are just waiting for you to be the funniest person that's ever lived yeah, and, and you, you yeah. don't give them it yeah unlike you two I do crowd work to win people over I know my jokes <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's great I don't I, I don't know my jokes either anymore well, so see then it didn't matter at all I do crowd work because I don't remember my jokes I'm trying to remember my joke and then I'll go back to it See the great the great thing about me, but my wife is gorgeous. So like, I even I know when I'm gonna fail. I'm like, hey, can you go up and just like be there, because they'll like me once they see you. Yeah, no, I completely get that. That works. But usually, usually, right? <laughs> it's it's a it's really really funny, really. You know, obviously, me and Lewis do the podcast. We are quite well known on our local circuit, like the Midland circuit in England. We, we, like, especially awesome. open mic, open open mic level. We we are like oh you won't know who Anton Deck are. Uh, who we we we're like we're like the fat English Opie and Anthony. That's how I like to think. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it in your sense. Anton Anton Deck, Deck is our thing. Anton Deck is our our uh, English uh, sort of. They've been together since they were kids. They were in like a okay a uh, yeah a sort of um, like a vaudeville show kind together. Of. They were in a TV kids TV show together, but they're like the most famous hosts on our TV over here. Okay, so they're like a kids show. They started off as ki- kids on a, so, a kids uh, show together. So they're they're they now like, like they forty. Be- they're in like their early forties now, so they're they they're like nonsense? national treasures. No, they're not nonces. No, one was an alcoholic <laughs> actually, um, and he wrote. I think he wrote his mum's car off. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he had to go to rehab and stuff, so it's not great. But um, they are actually really funny, though. But but to a TV standard, funny. So. Okay. Well, rehab is a badge of honor here. Sorry, mate. I said rehab is a badge of honor here. So. Okay. Yeah. No. So so we we're, we're quite well known, uh, and so we travel yeah, together are. quite a lot. No, it, no. I mean, when I say well known, we're well known on our local circuit. And to be honest, well, I've got a few few friends now in America now, like especially like through stereo and stuff. I'm meeting more and more people. Yeah, no, um, you're building it. I, I'm excited. 
Yeah, like the podcast and stuff's going really well. But um, we're, we're upgrading. You guys, have a, you guys have a chemistry that works in America. Yeah, I, I feel like I've got a chemistry with you, just the same. It's the same sort of thing. Like, I, I don't put any demands on Lewis. He don't put any demands on me, and we flow off each other. And that's basically that's what exactly we're doing the way right, it right now. Yeah, exactly. He likes a drink. I like a drink. I can't grow a beard, but I like looking at his. So, <laughs> that, that, that kind of thing. He knows how to fix a motorbike. I can't spell motorbike. Yeah, so, I think I yeah, we work. <laughs> we work. Right, we've got a message from your wife. And then I thought it didn't record. I thought I screwed it up, so now it's going to play it twice. It did. <laughs> oh, it did. It did. It did. That's cool. But no, uh, you you find people in life like that you you have a good chemistry with and stuff, and you have to you have to use that to your advantage. I think definitely. I've I've probably found and and remember, and my wife can attest to this. I I I was born knowing that uh, I'm abnormal. Like my whole family treated me basically like. <laughs> how are you alive? Like I was just some sort of like head of cabbage that existed and had arms and feet. Really? And so like I never had, and, and, but I loved it. Our daughter is the same way. Our, our youngest daughter just does her own thing. And the whole mm-hmm. family thinks it's weird. And the whole family thinks she's weird. And I'm like, I can totally relate to you. But so like, I've always lived like absolutely totally and completely freely. And I've only met probably in my lifetime of all the people I've encountered, 12 people who I felt an actual connection to. And here's why. Uh, if somebody if somebody doesn't like what I have to say, I won't try to make them like what I have to say. I'll actually go out of my way to say whatever they're deepest darkest fear is <laughs> not even something that would make them mad i will try to figure out what that person wants to never ever hear <laughs> and that's and that's fu- and that's fun to me i don't know why but it's it's, it's perverse but i don't even want to like because i don't want to be forgotten like dane cook does that good joke that i really like dane cook and i know he's unpopular but i think dane cook like forwarded with that too whereas um I'm not here to make you like me or dislike me. I'm here to make you remember me. So whatever I have to do to make you remember me, that's going to be funny to me. So I tell people before they book me, this is what I do. Because early on in my career, or very early on in my career, I was uh, trained by a comedy club. So I could always do like what, like I knew how to work a crowd but somebody wanted to book me for like a private event. And it was uh, something that I should have never been booked for. And so I walked yeah. in there and, and everybody in the room, literally, Lee, I'm not joking. There was, there was not one person younger than 60 years old and they were all white. So instead of being able to tell jokes that they would like, which I could do and I was capable of doing, I wanted, I was, remembering why I did comedy. I don't do comedy to make people laugh. I do comedy to be free. So I went out of my way to say all the things that they would never want a person to say. (laughs) (laughs) And I walked out of that room thinking I, I walked out of that room thinking I fucking killed it. And my wife was like, 
you've embarrassed us for at least 10 years. <laughs> and she was right. Oh, incredible. Yeah, we, we all have stinkers, though, from time to time. I won't do any corporate stuff ever. Um, I'm not. I'm not at that stage anyway. I've done. Do you know what? What's one of the most savage gigs for us over here? Rugby clubs. Really? Yeah. Rugby Is clubs. That hard? Are, 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 yeah, they're, they're a hard crowd, mate. I died on uh, the last one that I did. In fact, I, I lost like the crowd that much. I sat on. I sat on the. I sat on the edge of the stage. I, I didn't even stand up in the end. I sat. I just sat dangling my legs over the side of the stage over the edge of the stage I just get what and lot, a lot like there was about 150 people in there but they hadn't seen each other for a long time a lot of them and yeah. they just wanted to chat there were no there was no there's no one there to um it was a charity event as well so it's just like sure. uh, you you felt so, like you had to do it in the first place sure and then so, uh, uh, there was no there were, like the MC didn't have the room you know what I mean the MC needed to get control of the room and he didn't so I ended so up I ended so, up just so you're you're delving Eating into something for, for ten minutes. No, I love it. You're delving into something that I actually uh, like. Am very passionate about. So comedy walks this beautiful line between art and entertainment, right? So if you book me for an entertainment gig, right, and you you pay me a massive amount of money, I am not going to say anything wrong, right? Because I yeah. feel like you believe in what I have to say. Now, if you're paying yeah, me yeah. fifty bucks. Or 20 bucks and a couple of beers. And I go out there and the crowd isn't respecting me. I'm going to be able to, to switch to the left side and, and become an artist. So there, I'm, I'm looking at it. I made 20 bucks and a free beer. So you're going to get what you paid for. So I'm going to learn from a hostile audience. Comedians, I think, Lee, I don't think you need to like, be so much upset about yourself. I think that you did exactly right with that rugby show. You are a free spirit. A comedian is the freest of all beings. You're there to develop your understanding of what freedom is. So if people start yeah. booing you on stage, you own that, man. You find more ways for them to boo you. And I've learned this. like 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time, if you work through that and you make it to the end of your set, They'll end up respecting you. It's it's amazing. It's I, I've never amazing. been booed. I've never been booed. I've 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 dragged myself to the end of my set. It's only happened twice, and every other gig that I've ever done has been. I've only ever had them two bad ones. That rugby club, and then the uh, every other one other than that. I've well, then been you're, 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 then you're doing great. Like like Lewis always says, your hit rate is like ninety odd percent, like for killing. But That's it's good. just the way it, it was like when you do bomb, you epically bomb to a, a, a fucking yeah, that's scale. That's the only of, way to bomb. That is the only way to yeah. bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Like to the point where there's no coming back. That That's what yeah, he said. Go all he in. said, he said, go he said all when in. you do kill, you kill. Yeah. But yeah, it's not, it, it's, it's just, it knocks you, doesn't it? It knocks your confidence. I don't know. I mean, you've been doing no, it a lot no, longer no. than me. I've, I've only, I've only no. been doing it over just about 14 months, 15 months no, or something. So. No, it's making, it's making you understand more. No, never. Yeah, the definitely. Best gigs that you'll do you know, what, what, do you know what's best. really, really helped is podcasting. Podcasting has helped me and Lewis, both through our stage presence, talking, everything. Really? And yeah, and we've come, we've, we've ended up getting loads of new bits as well. Just from from yeah, us oh, doing yeah, our show. No, I agree. I agree. Podcasting, uh, podcasting. COVID has helped me see things totally differently. 
because yeah. I find myself walking into bits just through podcasting. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's good. It's good though. It's good to be. It helps you be creative, especially if you you're talking with other creative people as well. It, you know, the influence you don't know. So it's good. Right, we've got a message. Message. I feel like you're going to have to fight against a lot of uh, people that don't want to follow the comedy rules and be quiet or they want to try and tell their own jokes to you and stuff. So it would be awful, I think. Oh, it was. It was definitely that. Um, and it was a lot of drunken rugby players, a lot of them. So they're loud. Um, and you don't want to upset them and say, hey, shut up, because they're, they're big and scary. Um, to be honest, I probably out of that room of 150, I probably had about the attention of about 80 people when I was on stage out of the 150. The rest of them were all 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 standing at the bar and talking and stuff because it was quite a big room. But um, so have you ever when I did when I did get hmm? have you ever had any formal comedy? Have you ever had any formal comedy training? No uh, formal no. Yeah, no, no. You, you have the attention of about 75% of the crowd, no matter where you go. So every oh, every didn't... four people, only three people care about what you have to say. That's just a comedy rule. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it did, it did knock me. I, was, I, said, to, I said to like Lewis afterwards, I'm, I'm done with doing this because I, I just bombed it at Liverpool and then that was my next gig. So that happened on like, Sunday and then this next gig was on Friday night I bombed at that as well I was like right that's me done I'm done I can't I can't go through this again because it's an emotional oh. train wreck but it then is. but then like yeah it is but then lockdown happened and I was like right I'm not going to do it anymore I'm going to just concentrate on podcasting but now everything's starting to pick up again I'm just like start I've started writing little bits and bobs so we'll see what happens probably will get back to yeah. it. I, I talk, I talk so much shit on these, these podcasts and things. I, yeah. I don't know. I should just take this over and just start ranting on, on their stage really. Cause I go yeah, off on it. It seems to work. It seems to work talking to you, but I, 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 I sort of can feed off of people that can hold a conversation. So it's, it's scary though, isn't it? When you, when you're on stage and you're on your own and stuff, it's like, it's you're on your own. The beginning. It's scary in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you get used to it. I, I know. Remember, Don't get me wrong. I remember. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've had nights where I've I've found it so easy and I've just flew mm-hmm. through it. And it's gone really I well. Remember, but then I've had nights where I've not. I have so many people who have the, the, the same fears that you have. And I had the same fears. And I'll tell you this, like when I started. So when yeah. I was started, I, I was lucky enough. So th- there was a comedy club in my hometown. And the guy who owned the comedy club, back, like back in the eighties, he was like one of the top ten comedians who lived in the entire country. So the comedy really? club had a reputation. Uh, so I got there, and um, I loved comedy. Like from age five, I loved comedy. So like I yep. met the owner, and and I would tell him stories because he had a local show, and I could tell him like episodes of his show. So he loved me. So he always had my back. But he only had my back because I loved comedy. He knew I was a guy who loved comedy. So I would go up and I would fucking kill, right? But he always made sure that I kill because I loved him and I loved what he was doing. So, like, the first out-of-town show that I ever did, it was in, in Indianapolis, which is a, is a big city compared to Fort Wayne, but it's only 90 minutes away, right? Okay. So I go up there and I'm telling my jokes that would normally kill in my local club. 
but I didn't realize that the owner was carrying me, right? So I'm actually telling these jokes for the first time, silently, fucking silence. So I'm having a panic attack because I grew up groomed. I grew up literally groomed. I didn't grow up hard. I grew up like a, like a social elitist, right? So, so I'm having like a panic attack. So now I'm telling my next joke. And the joke that I was telling was a setup joke. And, and there's one guy in the crowd, and I'm getting fucking crickets, dude. I'm getting fucking crickets. Where in my local club, like I'm just fucking hitting bang, 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 uproarious laughter. So I tell a setup joke, which normally didn't get laughs at my local clubs. There's one guy, one man, one single man in the front row. He just starts laughing hysterically. And that was my setup joke. So I forget everything that I have to say. And I just go, ugh. And I look at the host. And I'm like, I can't continue. And he's like, you got to go. You got to go. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't go on. And I get up on stage. And, and then I get booze. Well, apparently it was a competition. So they bring everybody back up. And I'm like, there's no fucking way on earth I'm going up. Nobody's going to fucking cheer for me. And, and he was like, tonight's the night you got to learn. You got to deal with it even if you fail. And I kept that forever. And that experience was the only reason I was able to successfully move through comedy. The, the, like, the biggest lesson you have to learn about comedy is you have to deal with it no matter what. That makes you a comedian. Because as a comedian... You're coming up with ideas in your own head that most people won't like. And if you can't deal with people rejecting your thoughts, you shouldn't be a comedian. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, uh, I, I changed my style completely. I did when, it, you, you know, that first year you're trying to find your feet, aren't you? You're trying to find your path, the way you want to do things. Uh, I started mm-hmm. off doing like stories and things like that. And I found that if I committed to a story and it was die, I was dying on my ass. I basically couldn't bring the room back. So therefore I started writing shorter jokes and faster jokes. Sure. So therefore sure. they turned into to like close to one liners, but not one liners. So I started doing sure. them. And then I realized that if I lose the room, I just drop another joke and I've brought the room back. And it was yeah. only, I'd seen a comedian do this one part, uh, one bit. And he, he, it was about an eight minute bit. And he mm-hmm. lost them at about two minutes in. He yeah. lost the lost the room, and he, he then I I watched him, then well it, I watched the soul leave him. His like soul left <laughs> yeah. him on stage yeah. again, and you know, and I watched him try and bring the room back for six minutes before we could mm-hmm. move on to the next bit. And I thought, you know what, sure. I don't want that. I don't I don't want I don't want that. I want to I want to be able to keep the flow going and try and keep the the energy in the room up. Because it it shook the it shook the the energy out of the room completely. So we were um, supposed to be talking about serial killers, but we're just turning this to a master class of comedy. So what you're describing yeah. is what uh, what they teach is back uh, trapdoors. They're called trapdoors. So yeah, okay. you go in. You go in. Uh, funnily enough, having... funnily enough, just 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 oh, going into no, the go trapdoor. Sorry, go ahead. Sweeney Todd had a trapdoor. He was a serial killer. There we go. I've got, I've got <laughs> his back. I've got his back. Nice. Nice, nice, so what, nice. So what? So what you're describing, and what, let's go back to Sweeney Todd after this. What you're what yeah. you're describing is trapdoors. So every comedian, every comedian on the planet, uh, has story jokes, and every comedian knows that if those story jokes fail, and there's mm-hmm. uh, probably like a sixty to seventy percent chance that it will, they've got what they what they write in as trapdoors. So what you do is when you're creating your story joke, you 
write before there's even an audience. You write a segment where you can go off course and then tell like a quip or a one-liner. And that's how you can build back into that story. So you're basically, what you're doing, Lee, is you're learning like from the School of Hard Knocks. Everything you're saying is correct, but you're learning it the hard way. So that's actually very impressive. <laughs> uh, it don't feel like it, you know. It don't feel like it, but... Um, yeah, right, we'll get back to the serial killing. <laughs> so serial killer, so Sweeney Todd. So he's a real person? I don't think he is, actually. I'm just looking it up now. I thought he was... Because they, I they've got it was just like a like a play. Yeah, I think it is a play. Looking at it, I'm pretty gutted at that because I, I I was led to believe that there was a tour as well in London because the <laughs> the actual the yeah the, yeah cobblestones and all that. Uh, no, they, they actually <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's actually a copying shop now. You know, like a, a digital uh, photography copying shop. Hey, that, that's what. Still blow, do your cops still blow whistles in the fog? <laughs> I wish they did. That'd be hilarious. No, because I because no. that's what I ever think of British cops is just like they see a dead body and they just blow a whistle. What does that do? It doesn't do anything. In fact, it just makes the people <laughs> that are doing something wrong run <laughs> or hide. So is not it? You're basically telling them where you are. <laughs> you basically just just that that that's like just putting a siren on top of your helmet and going, "I'm here." That's basically what that is. You know what I mean? You know, if I was doing some dodgy shit, if I was doing some dodgy shit and I I heard a whistle, I'd I'd stop doing that dodgy shit, pack my shit up and get out of there as quick as possible. Is that something that they actually did? Is that a real thing? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's on on all the TV. Yeah, I was going to say, it's on the movies and TV shows. It's got to be true. Every time I watch a movie, like when somebody's doing something just awful uh, in, in England... There's always just a British Bobby with like a big hat and just blows a whistle. And that's what happens. Then next. Jump, jump, jumps on his unicycle and chases the perp. <laughs> and Benny Hill music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, basically that. Over, over the cobbled stones, just jumping over the cobbled stones on his unicycle. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't even think they carry a whistle. I wish they did because that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's always so sad, too. It's always so sad. It's not even like cool. It's just yeah, isn't it? It's never a decent whistle, is it? Yeah, it's like somebody died. When I hear that whistle, I'm like someone's dead. Usually, they just bust through people's doors. They don't really give you okay. a warning anymore. Okay. So, well, that's respectable. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's not. It's not for the person whose door it is. I mean, you got to pay for a new one and that. But yeah. Well, here yeah. in our country, where they bust in their doors, they just kill you. So. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah. What what they do is they they bust through the door, question you, and then forgive you over here. That's what, yeah. what they do. They 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 forgive. Yeah. Here they shoot you, and then they say it's your fault for not answering the door. <laughs> that's mental. <laughs> Can't get my head around that. What you need to have is like a foghorn. That would scare the shit out of somebody. Oh, imagine that! Ima- imagine what that pulling up onto the like, uh, like like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a foghorn sounds like. <laughs> That's actually why it's called a foghorn. Did you know that? Did you know that? No, it's actually why it's called no. a foghorn. It's actually used on fun. boats. It was used. It was used you... on boats. They used to use it in the fog to let them let okay. other ships know that they were coming. 
I'm pretty sure your country invented fog. Like I've literally read like stuff from like uh, Roman and Egyptian time, and they didn't maybe, know fog maybe. until they met until they came to like Europe. I'm guessing you guys have got a different name for it. Like, is it smog or something? Or no, mist? No, we, mist? Yeah, no, we, yeah, no, no, we have fog. But fog is like when it rained the night before. You guys call it the, Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah, do, do, exactly yeah. right. How do you know that? We, we've got Mountain Dew over here. But your fog it's, is like different, though. Your guys' Mount, fog is like a real thing. Like ghost mountain mountain dew tastes like what's that? Don't ghosts come through the fog? Didn't you guys like invent Halloween and shit and all that weird stuff? Uh, I think it's pagans. I think paganism. I'm not too sure. Um, uh, funny story. I don't know where I told you. I went trick or treating once. I don't know if you got you have yeah. you have trick or treating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went trick or treating when I was like six or seven. Some guy gave us some bars of soap. But we didn't know. I didn't know it was soap, and I ate it, and uh, it was like lavender flavor, and um, it it made me heave a bit. But I, I started foaming at the mouth. My cousin didn't know what was oh. going on. I was oh. the only person that ate them. But I ate, I ate the whole thing, and then realized afterwards, actually, I probably shouldn't have ate that. Oh, oh. And then and then she no. she sniffed it and was like, "Oh, it's actually soap. Where's yours?" I was like, "Oh, I've ate it." You yeah, mean that's that's the whole thing? Trip yeah, or treat means you. I think get he, I think he got me. Uh, I think I think I got. Yeah. I think I got got done. Yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I guess yeah. you missed the first part of that, the trick part. Uh, yeah, I think I did. Never mind. I should. Uh, I should so, probably just stop eating. Yeah. No. What? Another one of our famous uh, serial killers. This is a guy. Uh, Hall- there was a there was a Halloween killer, where he killed his own son. He he fed his son like some poison, pretended that it was candy, told his kid to eat eat it. No way. Yeah. How Halloween's that's, a big deal rough. here. That's really rough. Uh, yeah, it's yeah like it's, of, it, it used to be a big it's deal. One of it's our favorite so holidays. Yeah. yeah. It's like in, it's probably in our top three. Christmas, Holiday. New Year's, and Halloween. Those are our three. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That means vacation for you. Yeah, I know it does. Yeah. Bank holidays. There are, bank, there are bank, bank holidays, holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a good, I had a good <laughs> bank holiday actually. <laughs> I, I enjoyed my day off knowing that the banks were short, so it was good. <laughs> it really was, really was. The only thing is, the only bad thing is, because I'm self-employed, I don't get paid, so that's the only downfall of the bank holiday. It's all good enjoying the bank holiday, but on the next, the next week when you're meant to be paid, you're a day down. So. Yeah. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> but serial killers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We we've got our most listeners at five that we've had this whole time. So no, I think we I think we had uh, oh no, peak was six. We got to six. Yeah, we got to six at one one stage. Yeah. Now last week, Abs- literally everybody who was listening was talking. Nobody's talking today. Yeah, we absolutely smashed it today compared to last week. So. Funnily enough, last week was just my friends. That's all that was. That there was literally was? three. There was literally three people. <laughs> just so my friend, friends. The guy from Utah, though. But the guy from Utah. Oh no, I didn't know that guy. Oh, I forgot about the diaper the, guy. Yeah, he was a strange nonce, one, wasn't he? The nonce. <laughs> he, 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 he was a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 when you I listened back to the recording of that, show. yeah, I know I did. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. No way. Yeah. Does he does he does he look like a baby? I had I tried not to have anything to do with him. 
Wow. What did he message you? Was it was it like just talking about a check? fetish? Okay. I think I, was I, I feel I feel like the, the conversation was I mean, hopefully you don't get any inboxes after this because we're on about serial killers. So like last week obviously was about fetishes. Uh so to have have him on somebody who's actually got a fetish <laughs> to that yeah i think extreme. Our, i think our problem is we open our i think we open ourselves up to people feeling like they could that they had a support group and they did not i i felt like that i felt like he was he was looking for recognition of some description yeah. just to, right. for this us to what... say it was okay which to be honest i'm going to put it out there i was dead nice to him <laughs> i was i was dead nice no, to him i told him we treated him with so much respect and we should not have. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I felt felt like afterwards, like I was supporting the diaper-wearing nonces. But yeah, I felt dirty, Lee. I felt dirty. Yeah, I, I did. I felt I felt like that afterwards. I felt I thought, you know what? You've made a bad decision tonight. Um, I hope this never gets listened to by anyone else ever again, and it gets burnt. But you know, it, it, it is what said, it is. I was fine until he said. People think I'm a pedophile, and that's when I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, I felt, I felt uncomfortable like he, as soon as he, as soon yeah. as he dropped that. Yeah, I felt yeah. like he was trying to look for us for approval. Yeah, like like for us to say, yeah, it's okay, mate. It's okay. <laughs> um, I think I may have done that. I think I may have said that, but not in that sense. I, I like, no, I think we both did. I think we were both guilty of that. <laughs> but you know, what we've said tonight we have never yes, said mate. killing people yes. is good. No, no. Sorry, Joe. My son's just shouting me. So just two seconds. Just carry on ch- chatting away. You got something to say? <laughs> sure. Does anybody? Yeah, if cool. anybody I'm, I'm just going to mute. Sure. If anybody is available to leave a message, now would be the time, so that we could listen to what you have to say. So, our Mount. We're still trying to figure out our Mount Rushmore of serial killers. Mine would be Jack the Ripper, because he's the goat. Zodiac, because the guy made killing people an art form. Jeffrey Dahmer, because he uh, gave an explanation on what it means to be a serial killer. And I don't think I figured out my fourth. Oh, I went, got some uh, messages. What did I go for? I can't even remember who I went for. I like your guys' list, your top five of, of serial killers. So, good job. Why, thank you, Gina. Andrew, what do you have to say? Please, 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 can I have some fucking tips on being a dirty, dirty serial killer? (laughs) Andrew! (laughs) I I disagree. Uh, I think we've learned tonight some tips. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Definitely. If you're going to be a serial killer, you have to put in the work. Don't be Lee. Just don't be Lee. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you can't procrastinate. If you kill a body, you got to take care of the body. Yeah, true. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know. Um, there, there isn't any tips, is there? Just don't don't. No, there's so many tips. I, just, I disagree. There's so many tips. Uh, don't think- get caught. Yeah. Clean yeah, up your mess. I suppose that's that's the best one so far. Is don't Clean get caught. Clean up your mess. Clean mm. up your mess. Or don't make any mess. Don't, right. Don't leave DNA. 
don't leave DNA. You leave DNA, nope. you're done for. You know better than anybody that your dad had to. Mm. That, out of context, the people that are listening that weren't listening earlier on, it sounds like my dad's a serial killer after you said that. He didn't do anything <laughs> no, wrong. Just, no, just, just, just clearing, just clearing that. <laughs> uh, there was. I'm just going to tell the story again. There, there was a, a serial killer in my area in the uh, 80s, and he was the first person in the world to be caught by DNA forensics. That is a fact. Yeah, fingerprinting to be precise, and they mass fingerprinted the whole city. So my dad was but just by, one of them. But just by chance, Lee's dad <laughs> was just about to have Lee like one month yeah. later, and one had later, to be yeah. DNA tested. So theoretically, <laughs> your dad may have been involved. Yeah, true. Oh, we got we got loads of messages. I think he should make Ted Bundy the fifth. He's definitely there, been- isn't he? Yeah, no, we have been contemplating Ted Bundy. What are the other messages, though? Okay, well, we got... Uh... I feel like the first tip is to not be dirty because you will leave evidence. It's true. Yep. Clean it up. She ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. Or did you already say Ted Bundy? If not, I still think Ted Bundy. We have not said Ted Bundy because we have not yet decided. Ted Bundy is really close. He's really close. I've got a tip. I've got a tip. I learned this one in Borstal. What you do is, when you bury a body, put a dead animal on top of the body. You have to go very deep down, bury the body deep down, fill it with earth, then another few foot, put a dead animal on top of it. It puts them off. Puts them away. They don't know what they're doing. You know, Lee, (laughs) I, I... Lee, I'm going to take this one because I know you've got a better soul than me, but he is right. I have also heard that, too. It it takes the smell off the dog. Oh, I didn't know that. Not that I'd need to know that, to be honest, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the only serial I'm killing is the one in the morning before, <laughs> before I go to work. <laughs> I'm killing that breakfast, bro. So let's no, let, we have tried and we failed. Let's do our Mount Rushmore. So so we've got to have the four greatest serial killers of all time. We got to do it. Who are they? Um, fucking know, well, right. Well, Dharma Dharma's probably my my top two. I think I agree. He's he's in mine. Richard Ramirez. You like you you, you like him? If I is this a top five? Well, Mount Rushmore is four. Okay, for I mean for 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 uh, what's the word? Is it no notoriety? Is that is that word? Yeah, notorious. I, I, yeah, yeah, notorious. Yeah. Being notorious, yeah. I would well, yeah. I would have said Richard Ramirez. Um, uh, he's got I, being I, there. I don't dis I don't disagree. He's he is famous, but I don't know if he did anything like stellar. No, true, true. Uh, but, but people do like him. Richard Chase, he's got to be up there. His story's yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a messed up one. Albert Fish obviously is a bit of a messed up one. Ed Gein as well is a bit of a. But oh then, yeah, you gotta do Ed Gein. That that's yeah, that's my number four. I got it. Ed Gein because he he's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, the thing is. He did some fucked up shit, but his his actual killing sprees weren't 
weren't horrific. I know that should that that sounds bad, doesn't it? I'm saying that it weren't. No, horrific. it doesn't. No, because it's true. No, I'm I'm he, I'm he already didn't, full because he, he didn't do lots of damage. If if you get what I mean, he he killed a few people, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah, but no, it's the stuff. It's the stuff that he people. did. Yeah, but it's the stuff that he did afterwards by making the furniture and stuff. Right, and he and it's because of him that we have both Hannibal Lecter and the Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, they yeah, are both, they are both based on him. I didn't know that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've got so th- that. So I've got I've got Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I've got Zodiac, and I've got Jeffrey Dahmer and Ed Gang. Thank you. You you've completed my. Hmm. My not Russian pretty... serial killers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ed Kemper. Uh, just because uh, he. Uh... No, I get it. He's, he's sexy. I get it. He, well, he's, he's helped. He's helped try to understand the mind of the serial killer, hasn't he? He's helped the FBI yeah. set up the the uh, the serial killer profiling unit yeah. for the FBI. So, he, all right, he's done some horrific shit. But the thing is, he was he was only interested in doing his mum in. Exactly. That was, that was his, that was his and, end. Honestly, his end goal. I get that. And, and the, the stuff that. that led up to that, he was just training to that one moment. And then as soon as he'd done that one thing, he stopped and handed himself in. So No, I, I, sadly, I get that. Like, the Oedipal complex, I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Richard Ramirez. And then Ted Bundy. And I'm going to go... Uh, who have we not put in? Trying to think who we've not put in. Chikatilo. Numbers. Just on a numbers. Yeah. Just on a, a, yeah. a sheer sheer numbers thing. Yeah, you're yeah. impressed with the volume. You're impressed with the volume. Well, that, there's a, quite a lot. I think his was like 58 or 59, something like that. No, it it's is quite huge. a lot. It is a huge number. It could be more. Although, I think Otis is so tall, is it? Is Otis so tall? I'm not familiar I think, with it. You know what? Okay, let me just... I'm, I'm pretty sure he's is, is close to 100. Really? Yeah. Oh, hey, I might disappear for... I'm going to have to disappear for like five seconds, but I'll be back, so can you... Okay. I'll be back. Okay, cool. Yeah, so looking at it... He... Oh, okay. So, yeah. He he actually had he actually had uh, six six confirmed killings, but claimed a hundred more. So he didn't have as many as I thought. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Sam come, um, hopefully uh, Joe comes back soon. Oh, right, what have we got here? Is Hitler a serial killer? He's definitely the the mind of a serial killer. Um, I'd like to think that he'd be classed as a serial killer, but he... Well, no, his is probably more like genocide, isn't it? More than anything. He he influenced mass genocide. So does that make him a serial killer? I don't know. I'd, uh, I'd probably say... No, but he probably had them tendencies. Then again, I don't know whether he actually went out and killed people individually. You never hear of him actually doing any of the dirty work, do you? Usually he had people that was doing the jobs for him. Um, 
Yeah. Also, I can't keep on talking like this. It's making my throat sore. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a Cockney Batman. That's what that that's how I, I was there. Uh, what I was thinking there, Andrew. To be honest, he sounded like a Cockney Batman. But then <laughs> it it did. Uh, you did. You know, you you uh, did the character pretty well. So yeah, I don't know where Joe's gone. I'm sort of waffling on on my own so if you've got anything to say just send me a message just to keep me keep me chatting um serial killers right okay what else uh, we didn't mention albert fish albert fish was a bit of a a strange one and um, he was one of the earlier ones i think i think he was in the 20s but he was into like sadomasochism i think a, a lot of the time uh a lot of it was sexual with him he uh like inserted needles into him, into his uh, genitals and stuff, I believe. Um, and he liked children, so yeah. Obviously, as we're in the UK, I'm not going to talk like a serial killer anymore. That's what I want a serial killer to sound like. Because well, in the UK, we've got to say Hindley's Fred and Rose West. Uh, yeah, I think I'd like them. See, uh, these other guys are notorious, but on a UK perspective, yeah, Andrew, you're right. Yeah, and then I, I think Peter Sutcliffe was probably up there. Um, yeah, and that, and that, that's about it for serial killer wise. I don't, I don't believe uh, anyone else really qualifies as that. Oh, uh, Dennis Nielsen, Dennis Nielsen, but he was Scottish, wasn't he? But uh, yeah. What about the Axe Man in New Orleans? Oh, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Um, right, can we get Joe back in? Just, uh, just trying to get Joe back in. Don't know if you can actually call him when you're on a live. Tell you what, I will end this live and then call him back in. What we got? Guy or a person in like 1918, 1919, and he would uh, just axe up like Italian immigrant grocery store owners. And then like the whole city used him as an excuse to kill people. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Hey, you're back. Yeah. Joe? How did you, you get back me? in? Yeah, yeah, how did you, you get back me? in? Yeah, yeah. How did I get on my own? Oh. Cool. I'm here. Yeah, cool. I've just been waffling on for the past five minutes on my own. It's been great. We've covered Hitler, Axemen. Uh, <laughs> was Hitler a serial killer? Was Hitler a serial killer? That's a That's great what, question. Yeah, it was Andrew, a great question. Yeah. No, I said... I, I said he was uh, guilty of mass genocide. What's the minimum number of people to be killed in order to be a serial killer? I guess three, four, uh, three. Then I think anything. No, I think then again, is anything after one cluster serial? <laughs> well, I mean, could if, be you, an, if you could be an if actor. you kill just one, if you was to just kill one, then your cluster just a killer. If you right. kill more than one, 
you can't be classed as anything other than a serial killer, can you? Surely. No, I disagree. I, I think three. I think three makes you serial because one could be a mistake. Two would be like, okay, we're watching you. If you okay. get to three, yeah, it's a, you it's meant, a you, you You're basically meant to do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're probably right. So I think three makes you a serial. So then Hitler is a serial killer. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll I would. 40 I, would million, I, I think once you get to 40 million. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually did any of the work himself, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think I think he had people that did that for him. So. <laughs> so I don't know whether he actually counts. I, 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 he counts as the mastermind behind. Yeah, the, no, the, I think he killed, Yeah, I think he actually killed zero people. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he he killed anyone. What? It's like Charles Manson. It's like question. Manson. Yeah. Manson didn't didn't kill anyone. He yeah. he encouraged people to kill for him. Yeah. So does that make him and a that, serial killer? No, that's what that's what puts him in that that strange paradigm. Because mm-hmm. even though a lot of people forget this, he did shoot a guy. And oh, he did thought he? Thought the guy died, and he thought the guy died, but the guy survived, and that's the yeah. guy who actually got him put away because that was an actual victim. Uh, and then he went around bragging that he killed that guy. And then he told his family that since he killed, they should kill for him. So that's what got him put away. Uh, but Charles Manson actually killed zero people. So that's like always been the question. Like, should he be in? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't count. He counts as an influencer. He's basically like a YouTuber for serial killers. <laughs> like an influencer. <laughs> God, he invented so many things, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Are we, are you, you got anything else? Or we, we... No, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's been, been fun tonight. Yeah, nobody's been talking. It's just been me and you. Like, nobody's been talking. I know. We, we, we've managed, like... I think, well, yeah, we've we've done two hours all together with the other recording. We've done like two hours fifty eight now. Yeah, Gina, Gina wants me to keep me under two hours, but I don't think I can. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off anyway now. Anyway, yeah, so, we got we got to wrap it up because it's way past your bedtime. That's all right. It's all right. It's not a problem. But yeah, Dude, um, it's a pleasure, man. I love talking it's, to you. It's, it's always a pleasure. You take it easy. All, all right. right. Yep. I love bye, you, brother. Bye. And you. Bye, bye. mate. <laughs>